0: Preston and
1: Steve's News Updates with Kathy Romano. Friday, September 13th, a Friday the 13th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Ooh, scary. Mm-hmm. Good morning. In the news this morning, a federal investigation is underway into why dozens of U.S. Postal Service bins, some full of mail, were dumped onto the side of a Philadelphia street. In a surveillance video obtained by police, two men could be seen pulling up to 6th and Wingahocking Streets in Hunting Park about 4.30 on Wednesday. Uh, you can clearly see them get out of their vehicle and proceed to open in the trunk where the bins were being kept. The two men removed the bins and placed them on the sidewalk. It took them more than two minutes to take all of the bins out of the van and put them on the sidewalk. An employee of the business that owns the surveillance camera said the camera started ringing and making all kinds of noises alerting them to the activity taking place in the front of their business. U.S. Postal Inspector Alex Sylvester said the van was stolen from an independent mail delivery contractor on Tuesday. The packages and property that were discarded on the side of the road were picked up from the mail post office in Philadelphia and given to this independent contractor, Sylvester said. Business mm. owners hire contractors to deliver their mail. So the mail was no longer under federal reg- regulation once the contractor picked up the items for delivery.
3: So it's a more if- casual approach to delivering the mail. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, so, Well, the businesses hire the, you know, right. so it's basically like you going to pick it up sure, and then dropping yeah. it off to me. So I guess, you know, the. The, the
4: understanding is you'll deliver it. Yeah, right. But <laughs> right, well, of... you also want it to be federally protected from the time it leaves your hands till the time it ends up on a doorstep. Just because the, uh, the post office. Hires out. A th- no, the post you know,
2: office does it. The, the, the business did. do. So oh, it's like. Businesses p- yeah. do. Okay. Right. Uh, Sylvester said that some of the mail was opened, but the suspects didn't take any of it. So investigators believe that the van was actually the target. They think they were trying to steal the van. And um, probably didn't realize that all the mail was in the back.
1: Maybe they just wanted to read some letters. there are lonely. Listen, sometimes <laughs> a, a letter
3: can pep you up. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: By the time authorities got to the discarded mail, other people on the street had found it and gone through some of it. Some of the mail had already been opened. Inside the bins were bills, school report cards, packages and small boxes. Sylvester said the Postal Service will make sure that the mail gets to the contractor to be delivered to the rightful owners. The Postal Service is leading an investigation.
1: I can tell this really gets under your skin, Case You've been over here like shaking your head and gesturing the time. Just don't understand the people. Like, they know it's yeah. not theirs. Well, yeah. well, your
4: mom's a long time postal employee. No, yeah, it has nothing right? to do yeah. with that. No, no, no. The fact <laughs> that the stuff was Left out on the streets, and then, and then people, other people went and then other it. people go through it. Like, yeah, you know, know. Like, it's not yours. Yeah. It was never yours. Your
3: name's not on it. Like, dude. Well, first off, it is. It is a. Uh, it's a federal offense to tamper with the mail. Yeah. So not in this case. Not though. in
2: this case, right? Yeah. They're not going to be federally charged because, because it was,
4: they
3: wonder. Yeah, it was a private company.
2: Yeah. That was, yeah. But but you're right.
3: Yeah, it's,
4: listen, something
1: important might be, something important to someone might be in there.
4: Yeah. And like, oh, let me go through and and see, Maybe there's a birthday card with uh, with some money in it (laughs) that was never
2: meant for you. I've got, like, I get nervous. I've opened up a piece of mail that wasn't mine that was delivered to my house. You know, you're just kind of filtering through your mail. And then I'm like, well, what is this? And I was like, oh.
3: What have I done? What do I do? Oh, yeah, do I, I, do I
2: throw it out? Do I put it in their mailbox? It,
3: it, 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 it terrifies you. I was in my neighbor's house reading their mail, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell?
2: What this happened? is all addressed to my neighbor. Uh, okay. So, yeah, don't open other people's mail if you see it on the side of the street. Just leave it. Mm. An accused cop shooter will be tried for the third time after a Philadelphia judge declared a mistrial on Thursday in the case against Eric Torres. Prosecutors admitted they showed the wrong gun to the jury. At the defense's request, the judge called for the trial to be off. Torres had found uh, had been found guilty of shooting Officer Edward Davies in 2013, but the conviction was vacated last year by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Torres then rejected a plea deal by the district attorney's office. We look forward to presenting our case against the defendant next month and securing justice of Officer Edward Davies, who continues to heal from his gunshot injury, said the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office in a statement. Torres will face his third trial next month. Officer Davies was in a coma for weeks and still suffers nerve damage from the shooting. Not only are state leaders in Pennsylvania and New Jersey taking action as e-cigarette related illnesses rise nationwide, but now some teens are joining the fight, suing e-cigarette manufacturer Jewel, claiming vaping led to addiction and hospitalization. Court documents reveal that 18-year-old Matthew Develo got hooked on vaping in 2007 while a junior in high school. The lawsuit claims uh, that the the e-cigarette maker broadly and repeatedly filtered the device on social media leading to the South Jersey teen's nicotine addiction and says that now Rowan University freshman was hospitalized in August for three days where he dealt with fever, nausea, and vomiting blood. His attorney states at the time that Develo began vaping uh, said that there was no warnings about nicotine or risks of addiction anywhere on the packaging. As of this week, Develo is one of several South Jersey teens taking legal action against the manufacturer. Jules said in a statement, we strongly agree with the need for aggressive category-wide action on flavored products and will fully comply with the final FDA policy when effective. Meanwhile, There's
4: no warning on the packages whatsoever? I think
2: that there wasn't in the, initially in the beginning. Um, I'm not sure if... That's a major...
3: It, so, so do you think this will go the way of, of regular cigarettes? They'll put the warning on it. They'll tax them the way they do cigarettes and then they're available for purchase if you're well, of a I, certain age.
4: I thought that the, they had already been pretty heavily taxed, at least in the, the other vaping world, not not the right. Right. World, but in the other vaping world, I'm not um, that
3: well versed in the in the difference, because I guess what's at the core of this issue here are the yeah. flavored vaping. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Now, there was a, there was a big uproar because a bill had gone through and passed, a, a, you know, where they raised the taxes for that. And, right. And it was, um, you know, a lot of these places were like mom and pop shops, yep. Right. Yep. And they, it was like really, really putting. Uh, it was, you know, a, a damper on their business because they were being taxed so much. Right. So then the prices had to go up.
1: I think the the flavoring, the big deal in the flavoring is it's an appeal to the younger right. audience. Right. Not necessarily that it's much different
3: than the other. Right. but You know, it, it, it's bringing them in because yeah. they, because it's like a, Ooh, like a fruit
5: loop.
4: Right. Exactly. In fact, there that. is one. Yeah. Fruit yeah. Loops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 There's yeah. all
3: kinds of stuff like and that. And what's yeah. weird
4: because, listen, I vaped for a little while. Um, and what, how, I,
3: what, what was your experience? I
1: liked it. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed
4: it. You it,
2: always did Fruit Loops. I remember.
4: I liked the Milky Cereal-like flavors, they, yeah. and they have a whole bunch of flavors. But what I found interesting was while I was in these little vape stores, when people were coming in that wanted to try and quit smoking, they weren't, I, I mean, as a whole, as interested in the flavors. There were a lot of people that came in and wanted a tobacco flavor right, and not a <laughs> Uh, Skittles, yeah. you know, you know case, yeah. I've
3: heard so many people, so how, I don't know how this is going to shake out, but uh, I've heard a lot of people say that they were able to wean themselves off of cigarettes yeah. and dramatically, at least dramatically reduce yeah. with the vaping. So I don't, are... know, I don't know where this falls in all that. In case, didn't
2: you say, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say you didn't like the way it felt? When no. you
4: inhaled it or no, 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 I liked it. No, in fact, it didn't have the same type. because I tried a whole bunch of different kinds of of vape uh, stuff before I really settled in on the the little box that I liked. Um, uh, but i I, I wasn't <clears throat> initially getting the same throat hit that I wanted, oh, that I got right, out, right, out right. of cigarettes. Meaning what now?
1: Um, you the know, sensation it make, just just
4: that general, you feel as you're breathing oh, okay. it in. Yeah. All right.
1: The fullness or
4: whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. It's, it's sort of tough to explain, but anybody who ever inhales smoke in one yeah. form or another knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, ultimately, I stopped vaping because it, I didn't feel any better i didn't feel any worse but i didn't feel any better i thought uh you know that it was going to you know as a smoker wean you off well well, not that but like you know maybe i wouldn't run out of breath as i walked up the steps you know and so and that wasn't happening but because of vaping i was it was easier to put that down than it was for me to put cigarettes down okay i was you know but people are just chomping at the bit to hop all over this you know so there's you know, some hospitalizations and this yeah. really, really sad stuff. But I would like-
1: imagine you still, you know, if, if you're if you're trading cigarettes over for vaping and then you eventually want to phase out the vaping, there's still a process of putting that away, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but if you do like a step-down process of the amount of nicotine that you're using, maybe that's a You
3: know what can though, but- help you with that, though, Preston? Smoking cigarettes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start smoking yeah. cigarettes, you'll stop vaping.
1: Well, you can. Just saying.
4: Just, aren't there pipes? Yeah. I, so cigarettes had to stop calling. Like you had like your Marlboro Lights, and they had to stop calling the Marlboro Lights because it was misleading. Right. They weren't lighter. You know, it's not like a Coors Light has less whatever than a regular Coors or a Bud Light has a less than whatever. Like Marlboro Light wasn't light anything it was it still light nicotine. no it wasn't light yeah. nicotine i think maybe the filter might have been a little bit bigger or whatever it was just brighter the paper yeah. was brighter governor
2: phil murphy just uh signed an executive order creating a task force to address the public health threat uh, and new jersey attorney general is launching an investigation in more th- into uh, more than a dozen e-cigarette companies huh Pennsylvania's Health Department is also making an urgent warning about the dangers of vaping. Right now, there are 17 suspected cases in the state with 30 additional being investigated. Mm. In sports this morning. JT Real Muto hit one of four home runs to help the Phillies beat the Atlanta Braves 9-5 last night at the ballpark. Cesar Hernandez added a home run in an RBI single, and Gene Segura and Adam Hazley also went deep for the Phillies, who remain two games behind the Cubs and Brewers for the second national card wild Card pretty- spot. <laughs> The Phillies are off today before opening up a two-game weekend series against the Boston Red Sox tomorrow night. Ivan Provorov and the Flyers have reportedly agreed to a six-year contract with an average annual value of $6.75 million. Wow! He's a restricted free agent and remained unsigned all season. Travis Konechny is now the team's only remaining restricted free agent. Jamison Winston threw 208 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin had uh, 121 yards receiving and a score, and Peyton Barber ran for 82 yards as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 20 to 14. Tampa Bay held the Panthers without a touchdown and limited Christian McCaffrey to 53 total yards to give Coach Bruce Arians his first victory with the team. And the Eagles continue to prepare for their Sunday night matchup against the Falcons in Atlanta. Kickoff on Sunday is set for 8:20, and that's what I have for you this morning.
1: All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We've reached. The end of the week. Congratulations on that, first of all. And uh, to reward you for sticking around so much and for so long this week, we have a uh, pair of tickets to both local tool shows to give away for our Word of the Week probably to due at the end of the program. So hang with us if you will, because you could end up at the Wells Fargo Center on November 18th for that sold out show and then the boardwalk hall in Atlantic City Friday, November 22nd as well. Now, on the docket for today, we have a lot of things, a lot of cool things, and one potential thing as well. And I, I am going to mention that. I think that it's slight potential, but we have some big names on the program. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, M. Night Shyamalan will be getting in touch with us. He has his Shamaween party coming up on October 26th. That is a great
3: time. Plus, he has on Apple+, Plus the new streaming service, he's like one of their... Golden-haired boys, because he's got a series that everyone is talking about. Ooh, yeah, so nice. and that's going to premiere soon. So we
1: will have him on the program. We will have
3: Chevy Chase on the show today. Whoa. This is this is so freaking cool. And we have some time with him. So um, I'm so looking forward to this. It's a screening of Caddyshack at the Borgata on the 28th, and Chevy's going to be hosting it. Don't you love that they're doing this now, that yes. people started to do this? Yes. Uh, and Caddyshack... Such an iconic movie, one of the one of the all time greats, and you have one of the stars yeah. sitting there and mm-hmm. moderating it, Ty
1: Webb. Yeah, be there. <laughs> so we'll talk to uh, Chevy later on this morning. Now there is a potential, and this would be so cool. We're not guaranteeing that it's going to happen, but we might have Willie Nelson on the show today.
3: How long? Now I know you in particular are a, a, a big fan, and and uh, just in pop culture and history and entertainment, he's just he's all so the weed he's smoking all the <laughs> weed. And he's, he's also a martial artist. Go yeah. figure, this guy. But yeah. uh, that would be so cool. We're not... Betting on it, but no. if it happens, it'll be awesome. His life
1: is fascinating. Just doing a little research, just to brush up on him this morning. I'm we, like, I,
6: where do you talk, start? Yeah, we talk for hours with the guy. He's at the man tonight, and what I've been told is that if he's near the phone at the right time, <laughs> he will pick it up and call us. He yeah. has our number, and it's whether or not he he feels like doing it, essentially. Okay. And so I, I'm knocking on wood, and I would it'd just be such a cool experience to talk yeah. to him. So, I saw the show. Uh, two years ago, at and it's a, it's the same tour, or similar tour, the Outlaw Music Festival. It's awesome. It? Is his son out with him? Or no, he... I don't think on this tour. Okay. His son
4: was just with uh, Zach Brown. Yeah, okay. They were just in town. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
6: but man, it's such a great time. It's an awesome night of music. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, uh, any idea what time that might happen? It'd be around 9 o'clock.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll see if that happens. Uh, and then we have uh, a meet and eat, a really cool place to stopping in this morning. I spoke about it on the air a few weeks ago. The pop in bar and restaurant, and the pop meaning in pop in is for pop culture because their entire decor is all about comics and Harry Potter and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and video games and all the stuff. You Steve. went there because oh, I, I, you would love it. I'm right, gonna when you, have to check it out. Right when you walk in, the door is a Game of Thrones throne. <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, so they're in Chalfont, and uh, they're going to stop by this morning, and we will do some giveaways with them, so that you can pop in sometime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have these things and more as we go through the course of your of your Friday morning. Oh, it is Friday the thirteenth. That as well, with a with an almost full moon this morning too. So it's going to happen. Something weird. I feel it. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Some entertainment stories and a stupid question. Await. Oh, Stay with us, dear friend.
7: Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: So, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of tickets in a suite for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway. That's October 6th. Uh, today's Friday the 13th. Yes. This uh, question, courtesy of Mr. Morrison here, and uh, he knows quite a bit about the movie Friday the 13th, the Kevin Bacon classic. Yes. Uh, and here, this I did not know until you told me this, Steve. So, that iconic sound effect that is used throughout the movie, the cha 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 that whole thing is actually two words. They use part of the words when recording that and add some delay to it, an echo to it. Yep. And you get that effect. So what are those two words that were used for that ah. classic sound effect that you hear from Friday the 13th? five two six three 263 wmmr Call right now. We'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. We might not get it the first time out, but then again, somebody might be savvy and know the whole thing. Uh, Let's see. Today is Friday, September 13th. A couple of drummers. We had uh, Neil Peart's birthday yesterday. It is Zach Starkey's birthday today. Son of one Mr. Richard Starkey, better known as Ringo Starr. His son is a great drummer, and he has played with The Who for a long time. I saw The Who at Madison Square Garden probably in 1998. And he' was playing 98 and he was playing who was
3: before was it Kenny Jones who was the guy oh, who it was what uh, was his name was it Kenny Jones I want to say that's right yeah. Steve yeah uh, so I saw it with Kenny Jones before that but I hear that uh um that Starkey is really really good as yeah. well. yeah yeah he's great um and
6: uh or no it was a Keith Jones Wait,
1: I can't
4: remember Keith 10? Jones was in the stone. Oh no, it was Shirley
6: Jones. Shirley, Shirley Jones. That's, that's who it was. Because no, he, yeah. he had a really similar name to Keith Moon and that's why it was a little eerie. Can you look it up real yeah, quick yeah. for me who who played drums cuz he played on, you know, You Better
1: Kenny can. Baker. Preston. He played on You Better You Bad and that's and uh and on uh, uh Eminence Front and Kenny and Jones. It's Kenny, Kenny Jones. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, so Zach Starkey is 54 today. Another drummer, Vinny Appice, ah. who played with bands like Black Sabbath and Dio and Heaven and Hell. And he's brother of uh, Carmine Appice, who's been here in the studio. So a couple of really great drummers. He's 62 today. Stella McCartney has her birthday today. Uh, she had all of her limbs blown off by a yeah, landmine. By landmines. And then her
3: torso was eaten by a, a
1: tiger shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, I, Stella McCartney is the daughter. I thought the wife, Heather Mills, had her leg blown off by a landmine. Doesn't she have one leg? She has one. But, she one leg. Was, and she
3: was uh, integral in landmine uh, removal. removal. In, in Europe. Because yeah. even after the post-war, there's still landmines yeah. that are out there. And, gen- so, and in war-torn areas. So natural assumption, her leg was, her leg was blown off. off by a landmine. It was that's a motorcycle accident. That's what I thought forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but Stella McCartney and uh, holds her own in the in the world of fashion.
3: She, I think, she is buds with Meghan Markle. Oh, oh
1: really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so she is the daughter of both Paul and Linda McCartney. So. Hey! <laughs> Stella!
6: Happy birthday. A little shout out to Stella. She's 48 today. I heard her host the Beatles show, and uh, she talked about her father's favorite songs. And it was a really cool, introspective way of, of talking about Beatles songs from somebody from well within that camp. Yeah. And, and just a perspective that was really different than uh, a lot of other people's.
1: Also, birthdays today, Jacqueline
3: Bissett.
6: Oh, love Jacqueline was a sexy, sexy actress. Super sexy.
1: Was she in class? She yes. was, oh yeah, she she's was the a, the mother, the temptress, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Was she one of the first big time screen milfs? Maybe, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, she would have to be. So she's also in the uh, in the Deep, an airport, iconic, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's and she's in a, uh, the movie Bullet. She's seventy five. Uh, Tyler Perry has
1: his birthday today. He's a beautiful woman. Writer, director, and actor. from Medea. Medea, yeah. He's a very beautiful
3: woman. Yeah, to talk about mega rich, but the guy never stops working. Yeah. He's super uh, hard worker, provides a lot of jobs for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's the big five zero for him today. So wow. So a milestone birthday. And then the last birthday, a friend of the show. We haven't talked to him in a little while, but uh, he's always great to have on. Jeff
3: Ross. Yeah. The roast master Oof. is... Fifty four. See him Sunday night, Preston, because the uh, Alec Baldwin roast is on. Ah, very really yeah. good. So happy birthday to all those celebrating birthdays
1: today. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Friday the Thirteenth in that movie, the iconic sound effects. You know, cha cha cha. Do we have that, Casey?
4: We do. I, it's
1: uh, up on the box for ready to go. Can I here? I'll play it if that's all right. <laughs> that's kind of a yeah. That's not the real version right, from yeah. the show itself or from the movie itself. But what, there are two words being said in that. What are the two words, or uh, partial words? I'm going to go to Glenn, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Hey,
8: guys, what's
7: up? The answer is obvious Pete Rose. Pete Rose. He nailed it. No.
1: No. no <laughs> but I love it. But I thank love you, it. Glenn. You're the best. All oh, right. Uh, I will go <laughs> to let's try Mike out. Hey, Mike.
7: Hey, guys. How you guys
1: doing? Awesome, dude. So, can you give me the two words, please?
7: Yeah, kill mom. Yeah, kill mommy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> hang
5: on, Mike.
1: All right, Mike, hang on a second. A pair of sweet tickets for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway, October 6th. And you can help celebrate 50 years of Dover International Speedway tickets and info at
3: doverspeedway.com. I don't hear that. Well, it's. <laughs> mom.
2: Uh, mama. yeah uh, okay, yeah
3: okay, okay. So, and so in the it, movie is she's the uh, the the um betsy palmer who is who plays Mrs. Borges, yeah. you don't actually see you see jason you believe jason at the end he jumps out of the the, the pond uh but she's hearing kill her mommy kill yeah, her yeah. in her mind uh-huh. all the time so in a uh-huh. studio if they have a delay on you just go Kh. yeah and, then, right.
5: and it
1: will, it will repeat oh. and make that noise so uh that's really cool uh, let's dive into some of these stories. We'll start with Meghan Markle. You mentioned her, Ooh. uh, Steve. Did you mention her? I did mention her yeah, with, uh, Stella McCartney. That was who it was. Uh, launched her first project since giving birth to Archie, and in a move that many working moms will relate to, she left as soon as she could to go home and be with him. Uh, Meghan introduced SmartWorks Capsule Collection in London Thursday.
3: This is her, uh, narcotics brand, right? No, no, it's a <laughs> nonprofit that oh. helps
1: women find jobs. And uh, provides him with uh, coaching tips and attire. I am happy
3: to unveil my narcotics line. Why do you have a British accent? Shut
1: up. And (laughs) all proceeds from the line will benefit the program. Uh, She arrived wearing items, a white button-down shirt, and slim-fit tapered black pants from the collection. And you
3: really know your fashion.
1: Well, you know, I pay attention (laughs) is what I do. (laughs) You always know all the exact
3: terminology when it comes to this fashion stuff.
1: Uh, They were designed by Misha Nonu, a fashion guru. (laughs) Nonu's a guru? Yeah, Misha Nonu's a guru.
3: Uh, Oh, you say Nonu is guru. (laughs)
6: We can go home. We can, that's it. We're done. We're done on that one. Uh, who reportedly
3: set her
1: and her husband, uh, set her and husband Prince Harry. Set them up, I guess. Yeah, I Set them up. The 38-year-old was overheard by royal reporters explaining her need for a speedy exercise. She said, I've got to get back to the baby. It's feed time. And uh, she'd reference. And my
3: nipples are all milky. The sun. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> is what they call too much information. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: Next up, she and Harry and Archie head to South Africa. On Instagram, Harry recently previewed the trip, writing, in just a few weeks, her family will be taking its first official tour to Africa.
3: Africa is where the animals are.
1: A region of the world uh, that over the past two decades has been a second home to me. On a personal note, I can't wait to introduce my wife and son to South Africa. So they are headed there.
3: South Africa, this is my wife.
1: Mm. Uh, despite rumors that they are just having fun, all signs are pointing to Gigi Hadid and bachelorette alum
3: Tyler Cameron getting pretty serious. What is the, when you're this high profile and everything you do is out in the news, why this reticence to just confirm you have a relationship? When you've been photographed countless times with jobs well, of PDA. I don't think they're resident to
1: an announce a relationship i mean it's just listen when you first start dating someone and people ask you are you boyfriend and girlfriend we're like well yeah. we're you know yeah I mean, Marissa can commiserate. It takes five years before she admits she's dating somebody seriously. (laughs) And a substantial amount of cheese. Uh That, too. Lots of cheese.
4: Uh, Well, How old are they as well?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, So, uh, first, her sister Bella had followed him on Instagram. Then he showed up at her grandmother's funeral in the Netherlands. He crashed the funeral? He did. And now... (laughs) Let's say everyone wearing black. Gigi is helping Tyler look uh, for apartments near hers in New York City. And they talk all day long, a source tells E. Oh,
3: uh, do they really talk all day long? I guess so.
1: They you can sh- you say goodbye. They can talk or not talk for hours and still find <laughs> things to not talk about. Uh, Tyler has been looking at apartments that are in the same area as Gigi's in New York City. A source says she mm-hmm. suggested a few to him, and he wants to be nearby. Uh, they're getting pretty serious, and it's not slowing down. They text all day, every day, oh, wow. see each other multiple times a week. <laughs> it's just
9: amazing. So mm-hmm. We both love soup.
3: They both love soup. We <laughs> both love soup. soup. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, I got a, I got an email from somebody the other day who said you guys reference Best in Show so many times. Oh. I finally watched it, oh. and, now, and now they get it. Good, you know? good, good. Uh, so, uh, an insider tells Eve that despite their original <laughs> intentions, things are developing. They said uh, neither of them really anticipated that this would turn into what it has. For Tyler, it's still pretty casual, but they are spending a lot of time it's totally together.
5: Cash. Every
1: <laughs> Totally cash. I <laughs> really like each other. We really like soup. And uh, Gigi asked him to come to the Netherlands, and he agreed. Netherlands? Which states that in? He's a very supportive person and someone that's great to have around when you're going
3: through something. Well, good for them. So it's Gigi, it's Bella, mm-hmm. the brother's Igor. No. Uh, do they have a brother? Uh,
1: they do have a brother. Yeah, they do. Uh, the source adds, uh, they aren't talking about the future or what. Uh, I'm tired of hearing enough of, yeah, enough of their
3: pleasure and their good looks. The bottom stop line stop is it.
1: they're not dating anybody else. All they're right. dating each other exclusively. Now this is kind of interesting and a name I haven't heard in a long time. Demi Moore. Yes. She's 56 years old. She stripped down literally for Harper's Bazaar back in the day, but figuratively for New York times, uh, for both publications, she opened up discussing her unhappy childhood and her own controversial life choices. I have not, not known about her childhood.
3: Was it abusive? No,
1: but some pretty terrible things happened. Uh. So uh, she tells Harper's that when her mother, Virginia King, suffered an overdose, her life changed. She said, the next thing I remember yeah. is using my fingers, the small fingers of a child, to dig the pills my mother had tried to swallow out of her oh mouth God. while my father held it open and <gasps> told me what to do.
2: Oh, my God. That's yeah.
1: got to be. Profoundly
3: traumatic. for She said.
1: A kid. She added, "Something very deep inside me shifted then, and it never shifted. My childhood was over." And then she went on to move thirty times as a kid. And in 1980, her stepfather Danny uh, Gynes, uh died of suicide. I didn't know all this stuff happened. Wow. No,
3: no. In fact, she. I always thought she had sort of a. Uh you know, privileged. fairy tale uh, life. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Uh, in the New York Times, she discusses her 2005 marriage to Ashton Kutcher, who was 15 years younger than him. She, or her, she was 42; he was 27. Uh, she said that the marriage was, quote, a do-over of her 20s. She said, "Like I could just go back in time and experience what it was like to be young with him." much more so than I'd ever been able to experience it when I was actually in my 20s, she said. I like her. Uh, she also said that they tried to have kids, and though she became pregnant, uh, she lost their child late in the pregnancy and turned You alcohol. The other thing that's interesting about her is when I think about her, her career quickly, just, yeah. just when you mention the name Demi more, I think about some of the final things she did, like strip tease yeah, and some of the more cheesy things. But if you go back to... A few good men, The Seventh Sign. Uh, GI she, Jane. She no, no. She did well. I mean, yeah, I guess she was so. Good enough, yeah. But she did some straight
3: dramatic roles. She was really freaking good. Very, very good, very really good actress. Good. And she was actually what's the uh, the movie she did where she is the predatory boss with uh, Michael Douglas? Oh,
1: I forgot. Disclosure about that. is that what it was? Yeah. And there was indecent proposal, indecent proposal, and, and some other real straight Ghost. up, straight up dramas. Ghost. Ghost.
3: Yeah. <laughs> actually, I just watched. I told you, Preston. This movie called I Am Patrick Swayze and they talked to her about um, working on that movie and with him, and she adored him, and Uh, they were, like, best of friends.
1: uh, So she said that uh, they tried to have kids, and though she became pregnant, she lost her child late in the pregnancy and turned alcohol. I already said that. Uh, She also struggled with addiction herself in 2012. After losing a lot of weight and partying too much, she collapsed at home and went to rehab for drug addiction and an eating disorder.
3: Wasn't she doing, what was the thing she was doing? Was it it. Whippets? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. In retrospect, you said what I realized is that when I opened the door again, it was just giving my power away. I guess that I would think of it all like this. It was really important to me to have natural childbirth because I didn't want to miss a moment. And with that, I experienced pain. So part of being sober is, and I don't want to miss a moment of life, of the texture, um, even if that means being in some pain. Uh, So they split. uh, She and Ashton split in 2013. She has hope for her kids. She credits her daughters with ex-husband Bruce Bruce. Bruce Willis, uh, Rumor Scout, and Tallulah with providing an opportunity to start... To change the generational pattern, to be able to break the cycles, you know, uh, she so, has. By the way, her her memoir is coming out. That's why she's doing. Oh, this. she's In, doing all this press. Yeah, Inside Out drops on September twenty. Well, oh, maybe we'll get her on. It'd be cool if we could talk to her yeah.
3: uh, at the uh, at the uh, roast for Bruce Willis. So all the daughters were there, and uh, you know, there's all this stuff is flying, and it's caustic comedy, and they're all uh, even jokes about them, and the, they're laughing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. So they seem grounded, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, so
1: we were just mentioning Terrence Howard yesterday. I said he was going to be at the Emmy Awards, and Casey, you were like, "Well, why does he get a pass?" Yeah, uh, from his you know abuse allegations, right. whatever they may be. Uh, he has revealed that he is done with his acting career. He's done with acting. He says that after Empire ends a season, he will not pursue acting any longer. He said he was done. He said to reporters, "I'm done pretending."
3: Wow. So, what, what what does this lead to? It's all that
1: I have. I don't. I know, know. he mm. does shadow puppetry. I don't know. Well, that's yeah.
3: That's an harder idea. than people think it is. is. It's a mother effing snail.
1: Uh. But yeah, there's no other word. So he's huh. he's done acting. He according
3: is, to him. He's mercurial, as they say. You know the the mood swings are substantial. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd be curious to what he's getting into. Yeah.
1: Uh, Kim Kardashian uh, confirmed that she and Kanye West are considering moving to Wyoming. Of course. They seem very Wyoming to me. (laughs) She was on The Tonight Show. Uh, She said, we love Wyoming.
3: You can uh, see them just sitting on the porch pressed uh, in there with the uh, the bittling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Woman, want to make some ice cream?
1: She said, it's always been such an amazing place. Uh, she told Jimmy Fallon, my husband did just buy a ranch there. We bought some beachfront property. And his dream and his vision is to move there. But she still loves L.A. and in reality only sees it as a weekend place. She said I love LA, so I envision summers. I envision some weekends. Oh, yeah.
3: So they bought, um, yeah, they bought a huge spread there. With uh, in fact, I think there's a small town in the. Uh, he bought nine billion acres. Wow! Of <laughs> I think he essentially bought Wyoming. Wow! Uh, but she said, "Yeah, we love it. We love it
1: in uh, in Wyoming." Well, they, I know
3: they love the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? They got one out there. They love it.
1: <laughs> uh, let's. I have a lot of things. I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, so let me pick and choose here. Uh, There's a trailer that dropped for Like a Boss. uh, And Tiffany Haddish, Selma Hayek, and Rose Byrne find that the world of beauty can get ugly in this film. It follows uh, best friends Mia and Mel, who are uh, Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne. As they live their best entrepreneurial lives as beauty gurus. There's another guru. You just talked about a guru earlier. Yeah, Muru the Guru. Muru the Guru. But then uh, cosmetics industry titan Claire Luna, who's played by Salma Hayek, offers to buy them out, and their lives and friendships suddenly become anything but picture perfect.
3: Is this a comedy? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we're looking at the trailer with the fact that they're jumping off the roof, and roof into a pond suggests that.
1: Uh, it's coming out on uh, January 10th, by the way. Huh.
4: So. probably won't watch this. I
3: love Rose
1: Byrne, though. Yeah, I love too. Tiffany Haddish. Had yeah, Yeah.
4: Yep. I both, love Salma Hayek. I love Selma Hayek.
1: L three are great.
3: Yep. You know what, Casey? We're going to watch
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. Yes, not, you you are. got us. Probably not in its no. entirety. You it and weren't... I are going to go out <laughs> to the movies together. We'll yeah. make it a date night. Watch it on your your home theater.
3: Sure, come on over.
1: Uh, Walmart's video streaming unit Voodoo, yes, is unveiling family features, including a reboot of the 1980s John Hughes comedy, Mister Mom. Oh, a right. reboot? Huh?
3: Why is this necessary? <laughs> I don't know. It's
0: not.
1: It's a great movie,
3: uh, but it is quite dated. If you go back and watch it, it also is. is it, it is tied to. A couple of essentials. Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. Terry Garr, yeah. and Martin Mull. And at the time,
1: the idea of a stay home dad was very, very yeah, yeah, sorta yeah. oh, weird. In fact, yeah. wow,
3: this guy's staying at home. Yeah. And they were having and that fun. was the comedy around it yeah, was it, all that. And it's very common now. And now it's really, really So common. Stop it, you stupid woman. I hate you. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just Actually, kidding. Walmart's Saito Voodoo actually has, for nerds who are yeah. into the tech, The um, you can get, like, full Blu-ray quality movies on their streaming service. Okay. Like, wow. Premium price. You seem to know a lot. You're, you're a guru. I'm a guru. <laughs> He's guru. a voodoo guru. I'm a voodoo guru. I'm a voodoo guru.
1: It is uh, also pitching in services away for families to screen what their kids watch, including options to skip scenes with sex, nudity, or violence.
3: Now, is there a service that just takes those parts out and shows you those only?
1: <laughs> what a brilliant idea.
3: Because I will subscribe uh, to that. Yeah, Mr. Skin
1: yeah. runs that. <laughs> uh, the VP and general manager said that um, we've heard from customers that they're concerned about what their their family can browse and watch on Vudu. Uh, so they've taken note. Uh, viewers can watch for free. With ads or purchased episodes of of a uh, dollar forty nine each or seven ninety nine for the whole season of eleven episodes. To be honest, though,
3: isn't there enough in the way of stuff that has no that's completely audience and family friendly without any sex whatsoever? And uh, you know that they can watch and and then wait until the kids are old enough to watch this stuff.
4: Yeah. I I don't know because you know, but they the, know about why? they that's the, the problem is they know about this stuff. So, um, you know, it's tough. Like so, Deadpool. Like that's that's. It's in my son's wheelhouse, right? So? It's a superhero, yeah.
3: So, you wait till he uh,
4: isn't that part of the fun though? When I, I, I saw that, it, I defied mom and, I, and letting and I, him watch it. And I said, Seamus, you can't see this until you're 21. Wink, <laughs> well, then,
1: but then they, they made the cleaner version of Deadpool 2, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. so they have the ability to maybe exactly. do
4: that. They can do that,
1: yeah, they can do anything. By the way, next up on Voodoo, September 27th, they will debut the first three episodes. Of Nickelodeon's Blues Clues and You revival wow. ahead of the premiere on uh, Nickelodeon November. Were your kids I, all about this? Yeah, okay. I liked Blues
3: Clues. How old were they? How old were they when they were watching? What's the age that oh, Blues Clues yeah, appeals? You no, know, um, kindergarten. It's toddler. Okay.
1: Kindergarten, yeah, toddlers, first, second, it, third grade, and maybe. they loved it. Yeah, yeah oh. it was a fun show. Yeah. I liked it. But Steve, really, I still remember all the songs.
4: With all, yeah, I wasn't in the
1: Blue's Clues. Uh,
4: the other stuff I it won, was a little but,
3: too close to
1: home.
4: It was just, it was a little too scary for me, Steve. Yep. No, um, but when it comes to inappropriate material from yeah. the children, it really boils down to what I, I don't want them bringing that to school with them. Like, I don't want them, I don't want my kids teaching the other kids inappropriate things. So that's why I really try and keep know, it from them. but it was I, half
3: the fun in the bus ride is who had seen the most inappropriate thing and in telling everyone else about it. Yeah,
4: I'd rather my kids be on the learning end of that than the teaching end of that. Yeah. Because you can get in more trouble. All right, well, I have movies to
1: tell you about Ooh. because it's Friday, and so there's a couple of movies that are opening in theaters, and uh, I won't do it. I won't do it until no, I get the intro. Not do it! Not do it until right. so we get it. There it comes. Here we go. New movies. <laughs> for you to enjoy your weekend viewing pleasure. I get excited every time you do this. Two movies to tell you about this weekend. Uh, first one is Hustlers. They're both dramas, by the way, this weekend. Uh, and Hustlers stars Jennifer Lopez, Lily Reinhart, Constance Wu, Cardi B, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, and Lizzo. And it's about former strippers who want to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. Based on a true story.
3: Is it really? It is based on a true story. Okay. And uh, they say it is sort of a dramedy. Okay. That there is a comedy elements to it. All right. It uh, also has a, a stellar-looking cast. As you it, Man, you, say what you say about Jennifer Lopez. She's in phenomenal
1: shape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one hour and 50 minutes long. What are we playing here? Oh, Hustle. The, <laughs> doing the Hustle. <laughs> I think it's getting really good reviews. At, at Rotten Tomatoes, it's 88%. Oh, yeah, so, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's doing well so far. Uh, so, The Hustle opens this weekend. Do The Hustle. Next up is a movie called The Goldfinch. Yeah. It is a drama as well. It stars Ansel Elgort, Nicole Kidman, Sarah Paulson, Finn Wolfhard, and Luke Wilson, and others. And it is, wow, it is about uh, a boy whose mother was killed in a bombing and he hangs on to a special painting of a bird chained to its perch. And I don't know anything other than that.
3: It's uh, the next in the Marvel line.
1: Ah, that's what it is. So I guess the painting has some type of,
3: I don't know, magical powers that can make him fly.
4: Is this a theatrical release or is this on like Amazon Prime?
3: We'll go with that. Uh, do we know? These are all movies yeah. that
4: I tell you about. so. That one can see with their eyes.
1: I'm assuming movie means in the in the
4: theater. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought that was going to be on uh, I saw a trailer. I don't know. I, I just do you want it. me to get to the bottom of it? Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay. uh, two hours,
1: 29 minutes long, and uh, has a 30% score at Rotten Tomatoes so far. So Hustlers great. beating it. Uh, yep. All right. Let's <laughs> do the clips. Pat Chambers works as a thief-turned-fixer on a seductive Pacific Island paradise in Reef Break. In this clip, Puppy Montgomery. Oh, we, we, we had a... Poppy or Montgomery clip uh, last week, I believe, mm-hmm. talks about her so exciting her desire to play a risky role. Here we go.
9: I had never seen a woman get to do the surfing and you know driving the boats like in Miami Vice, and and so it started there, and it really developed into well, what else do I want to be that I'm not? Oh, a thief and a criminal. That'll be fun. Shut the f- up. <laughs>
1: The season finale of Reef Break is tonight at 10 I o'clock. I thought on
3: for State. sure you were going to announce the season for
1: season, <laughs> No, the season finale, <laughs> the, the series finale. So uh, let's dive into the next one. And it just so happens to be Hustlers. Uh, it dives into the true story of the New York uh, City club scene as strippers embezzle money from top stock traders and CEOs. Lily Reinhardt here explains her perception of who these women really are.
10: They are doing these awful situations, but the way that the story is told, you feel for them. So you don't really look at them as the bad guys, even though they are. You see them as women who are just trying to get by and doing what they, they feel that they need to in order to survive.
1: I want to see you naked. Nick just pulled up this information. You know who the club DJ is in this? Who? Big J Okerson. Ah, that is awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, Hustlers premieres uh, today in theaters nationwide. And that is what I have for you in the clip department and all. Uh, we have a stacked program today, folks. Um, M. Night Shyamalan is getting in touch with us. Excellent. Uh, we'll talk to him in the 8 o'clock hour. We have Chevy Chase on the show this morning. Chevy's going to be hosting a screening of Caddyshack at the Borgata on Saturday the
3: 28th. I can't imagine this is not going to sell out. Oh, my God. I mean, it is one of the perennial, perennial movies. Most definitely. And to have him there is going to be wild. There
1: is a very slim chance, but we're holding out hope. We might have Willie Nelson on the program today. And as Nick described it, because he helped set up the interview, is uh, if Willie is by the phone and feels like calling us, he'll call us.
3: (laughs) Yeah. We should have mentioned, we should have invited him in to play Crack Shots. Oh, my God, <laughs> that he would have been, been all over that, I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, but Willie, Willie's life is is fascinating, and hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to him. Um, I forgot until, you know, looking it up, he's done so much that he wrote uh, the Patsy Klein classic Crazy. That's wrote yeah. that song. It's one of the all-time classic songs.
3: So you remember years ago watching Hee Haw for the Hee Haw Honeys, yeah. and you'd see shots of him, you know, Without his ponytail and stuff, you know, back earlier. Yeah.
6: Talk about a multi generational. He's like a chameleon yeah. in many ways. Mm-hmm. You know the Dave Matthews Band song "Crush." It yeah. starts off with the crazy. That's yeah. a, that's a nod to Willie. Okay. And um, Dave Matthews got on the bus with Willie one time and told him that story. Told him and and it was a really cool thing because Dave Matthews, who's a rock star in his own right, was so nervous talking to Willie Nelson uh, because of how the stature of, of <laughs> Willie. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they played Farm Aid together. And, <sighs> uh,
3: yeah. I know that feeling though. That's how nervous we were uh, when we were leading into the Lamar Odom interview. which Yeah. Yes, right. it did, you're happen. sweating. I'm yeah, going. yeah, it didn't happen. Never happened. I will right, we'll see
1: if uh, Willie calls us if and when he wants to. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. though. come back in a second and spend our Friday morning together. So don't stray too far. We'll be right back.
9: MMR's Money Shark. M-M-R. You might be sick of this song, but you're not sick of winning $1,000, are ya? And here's your chance to win cash five times a day, starting Monday, weekdays. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to text the keyword to a special contest short code, 45911. You can also enter using the MMR mobile app or via WMMR.com, in which case we'll put your Name in the hat for a ten thousand dollar grand prize. MMR's Money Shark. M-M-R. Money Shark. Details at. All right, enough. Stop. Get the entry methods and contest rules at WMMR.com.
7: Brought to you by Horizon Services 24 7 heating, cooling, and plumbing.
9: And by 93 3 WMMR.
1: So, yesterday we had a surprise. Yeah, so we just put him on the mic for a moment because he happened to be stopping by for a visit. We hadn't seen him in a long time. Our old intern, Joe, Joe Yoakum, who brought his little seven-month-old daughter by. It was cool to hear, you know, have Joe on. He, he goes back to the Y 100
3: days. Yeah, we shot hot sauce up his ass. We did do that. It was yeah. here at MMR. Aww.
1: But uh, we popped him on the air for a moment. And then we just got a call. We got a, an email the other day from another old friend of the show And it was out of the blue, and how can we not have him on Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He is our maintenance worker (laughs) from when we worked on River Road in Conshohocken at Y100. We did so many things with him. And to this day, he is the first voice you hear when the President Steve show starts. Do you have the intro, Casey? Yeah,
5: you know what? Why are uh, we playing
1: fan for the common man? Because, because he's a hero. Oh, he wrote, this. He oh, he the, wrote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know it. that uh, he wrote this. No, but at the very beginning <laughs> of our show, if you're if you're awake for the very, very start, the first thing you hear, we'll play the beginning of our intro. Go ahead and hit it, Casey. Oh, yeah, about that. Here, we right. go. Here we go. Hello,
8: everybody.
1: So that's how our intro starts. And that hello, everybody is our good friend, Jose! Hey, Jose, are you there? I'm here. Hey. I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is so great to hear your voice. It's nice to have you on, Jose. Are you doing well these days?
8: Preston, mm-hmm. I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell to everybody... Uh,
3: don't tell me what you say, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play that all the time with Jose. It's called What You Say, Jose. And we'd have to translate what he was saying. Now, Jose's English is good, but you might be able to detect a, a little bit of an accent. It's a smidge. Yeah. Yeah. So so I know, Jose, you work a lot, and I think you're working multiple jobs. Has your schedule eased up a little bit, or you're still working as hard as ever?
8: Uh, really, I'm I'm working hard, but not like a rock guys. It Start 4 a.m. in the morning to 11 p, a, 11 a.m. Uh, you guys really, really worker guys. I uh, appreciate you guys. So workers, so nice person guys. Is Is there any
3: <laughs> chance, Jose, with the time? I know because you work so hard. Any chance we could get you over here in the studio someday to do some stuff with you?
8: Except you, press uh, uh, Steve. Except you. Uh, Yes,
3: it's up to know. me. Then yes, I would like to do. <laughs> yes, we
8: want to see you, Jose. And Kathy we really miss you. wants to see you. Uh, if you, if you, if you guys uh, uh, allow to me, I can go Monday.
3: Oh gonna,
1: Monday! Oh, oh wow, yeah. that that's okay. a turnaround that okay, I let's like. Do it. Yeah, well, we'll have Casey get uh, that information from you, Jose. Uh, listen, Hell, I, if we I, bring
3: Gary Lauer over here, we can certainly get you over seriously.
1: here. When, when I mentioned that you had emailed me the other day, it was out of the blue. I said something on the air about it. I got an email from somebody who works at uh, is it one thousand River Road? Is that the address? But anyhow, they so, yeah. they work over there. And had was telling me how much they love seeing Jose. They still see him all the time. And the reason that Jose stood out to us was, he ha- he is the most smiling person mm-hmm. you've ever seen in your life.
3: A positive attitude, yeah. Yeah. And, and what people say it is infectious. You're and you've always been that way, Jose. So yeah, we you in the beginning formative stages of our show, you were you were, you know, you're a wonderful thing to see at that four o'clock in the morning time.
8: Yeah, I know, I know. Preston, Steve, yes. Nick, Casey Boy, Kathy Romanos, <laughs> uh, Morissa, Yeah. Everybody. And also in over here in, in building where I work. So Corina, she just got married uh, uh August.
3: Corina uh, just got married?
8: In August. Yeah. In August?
3: Oh, wow. In in August. That's great. And how's it I going?
8: Want say, I want to say hi to everybody. You guys really, really rock guys. Working like rock guys. Working hard. Working uh, like... Almost 24 hours
4: a day. We do work 24 yeah, hours a day. A lot almost, of people don't know that. It's almost like we're working for the weekend, don't yeah. you think, Jose? Yes, yes.
3: Would you yes, say, Jose, uh, that everybody's working for the weekend? Which is,
8: uh, no, not really.
3: No, no,
1: not
8: really. <laughs> not, no. not everybody.
5: He,
1: he, he contradicts Loverboy. <laughs> hey, does uh, does Dave still work with you?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, oh man. Dave is a great guy.
1: Dave's Dave. awesome. Another maintenance worker.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
8: But yeah, but, I but yeah.
3: Jose, do you remember the time we tried to uh, make you fly when we attached those wings to you during the windstorm?
8: <laughs> make you fly from uh, like a squirrelito. Squirrelito, yeah. <laughs>
3: the flying squirrel.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, okay. And uh, okay, yeah. he's tired. I got <laughs> to call now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. sick of it. Listen, we want you to know, Jose, that we still have a life size cardboard cutout of you yes they just built Mm -hmm. new offices for us and we put it in the window when anybody walks by our office the first thing they see is you so the first thing they hear on the radio is you the first thing they see when they come out to visit us in our office is you your
3: your influence is
1: powerful yes it is oh
8: thank you thank you thank god thank god i have a good friends friends like you guys uh all the time give it to me chance to talk in uh Coming on air uh-huh. and talking, talking about uh, you guys.
3: Well, if Thank we can you. swing that, uh, uh, Jose, for Monday in case he'll talk t- with you off the air uh, and give you a call back, uh, we would love to have that happen, all right?
8: If God wills, I'll be there uh,
3: Monday morning. Okay. Hey, Jose, I, somebody texted in. They want to
1: hear you do the Eagles chant. Remember, we had to do the E-A-G-L-E-S. Can you can you do that
8: right now for us? Yeah, let me. let Okay. Okay. I can do it now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you do it? Oh, okay. E-A-G-L-E-S-E. Go. Yeah. Yeah! He got it right. He added the L. He got it right. All right,
1: Jose, we we will talk to you soon. It's wonderful to catch up with you. Thanks for for calling in. Okay, buddy?
8: Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, you guys. Give it to me uh, a little chance to talk, and uh, thank you.
4: All right. Tell Zoila we said
8: hi. Okay, I will.
4: Thank you. All right, see you later, Jose.
8: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: He's the
8: sweetest wow. man in
3: the world. He's he's just the nicest guy. Do you remember the time we had him riding piggyback on? Um, oh yeah. Uh, there were races around. Oh man! And, and the one the one woman took a spill and they both got
1: r- rug burns. We were doing a, a riff on the Kentucky Derby and we were having <laughs> small men riding large women. Uh, piggyback, piggyback style. And, uh, Jose was one of the smallest guys we knew. Yeah. So he, he's like five foot. He's like Marissa's size. He's, and, and, uh, so we, <laughs> we did it in the hallways of the studio. Yes. This is before things like litigation and so yeah. forth were a big deal and, or liability. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, not yeah. litigation. Uh, or and common sense. That too. And, and she took a tumble and he fell down and got, you know, road rash all over from the, Oh God, it was so funny.
2: And I think, didn't his wife get mad at him? She Probably.
1: got mad yeah. at us, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to his wedding. The only time that I never saw Jose smile was at his wedding.
2: <laughs> or any of them, remember? Mm-hmm. No, none of them straight, smiled in any pictures. Straight face. It wasn't it was that... like an, uh, an
1: 1880s photograph. Yep. It, Is Jose it
3: Honduran like... or what, what, Ecuadorian? Ecuador, Ecuador, Ecuador. Ecuador. okay,
1: and
2: it wasn't like they weren't happy at their wedding. It was. Ju- I think it's just something they yeah. do. Like, not one picture did yeah. anybody in oh any of the God. pictures smile. They
3: look like Civil War
4: photos. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, when yeah. people just. Do you don't... guys remember the name of the restaurant? No. Oh, uh, it's an Upper Derby, right? Yeah, it was right by the tower. Yep. it was, was on it? 69th Street. Galapagos, Galapagos. Is
6: yeah, bright. ah, yeah, it was nice. like in the basement of that place. It was. It was. Food was really good. Loudest
2: music anymore. ever.
6: Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. I mean, greatest guinea
1: pig I've ever had. Yeah, was at that. <sighs> time. I
3: didn't get to it. I think I was sick. I had. I think
1: I. Was, you didn't go. I was phase. Yeah. I think I was phase <laughs> sixing out. You were ill. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You were ill. Yeah. Uh, well, it's great to catch up with Jose. That awesome. That was awesome. You know what? Table for two, because sore. Is here,
3: sir knows all. Yep. Where to eat? He gets the best table. I mean, you know all the crap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> First thing I'm going to do is give a plug to the Pop-In barn Restaurant, who is serving uh, breakfast, quote-unquote breakfast. It's That's a really, hell of
3: a spread out there.
1: More like lunch and dinner, yeah. and they brought some great food. So I want to thank uh, Brent and uh, Pete and... Our champion for the belly flop uh, this year and 2018, Mark Tutwiler. Who's awesome. He's incredible. He is uh, family with uh, Brent, so they're oh. here this morning, and uh, they brought by some great food. It is really cool if you're into pop culture, if you're into Marvel, DC Comics, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. The whole thing is uh, that's the decor. I love it. Of the restaurant. That's right in my wheelhouse. I've been there, Steve. You would love it. And uh, they're in Chalfont and uh, Ford North Main Street. And you can check their website at popinbar.com. So we'll do some giveaways in a little while. But in the meantime, listen uh, to this. So Popeyes, you know, their chicken sandwich. Uh,
3: they they claim the last time you reported on this, a number of states had, had, um, had to um, let people know that they could no longer serve their new chicken sandwich because they ran out. Yeah, exactly. So they are
1: now urging their customers to make their own sandwich. They launched their new bring-your-own-bun policy, which customers are allowed to bring their own bread to Popeye's, order their chicken tenders, and then make their own sandwich out of it. Uh-huh. So Bruno Cardinali, Popeye's head of marketing for North America, told CNN, while we work to get the sandwich back in our restaurants— we wanted to offer guests a fun way to satisfy their Popeye's sandwich craving, So the restaurant released a video ad for their new campaign, which includes the tag, Try Our New BYOB. It's basically the sandwich, only no mayo or pickles, and you bring your own bun. <laughs> right. And then they said, really, it's just three tenders. So they're having some fun with it.
4: All right. Okay, but the problem I with, the, with the, it, there's it's not that there's no buns there. It's that there's no... Chicken patties there,
1: right? That's
3: the problem, I believe.
1: No, right? It's they're having fun with it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a jokey thing. Yeah, but some people aren't getting the joke, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Really? That's
3: not going to work." People so, are very are freaking. Well, listen, you, you know, they a lot of times you'll orchestrate running out to to heighten the the awareness. But people have had it. and I know a number of people have had it. Say it's awesome. I haven't talked to anybody. So yeah, it. yeah. Uh, so I can't.
1: Um, I'd have to taste it for myself because I think it's hype. Sounds like hype to me. So,
3: Businesses don't, don't
4: hype things, Preston. They only no. tell the truth. When will you get that? Yeah, the viral marketing for this sandwich is through the roof.
3: I like regular Popeye's chicken. I, 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 I've always been a fan. Yeah. Love that chicken from
4: Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, uh, I went there the other day. I was second in line. I ordered three chicken tenders because they didn't have any uh, sandwich. I went in there for the sandwich. Second in line. But you stayed for the movie. Dude, it took him over 10 minutes to get me three chicken fingers. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, that shows that they're taking their time and doing them right.
4: <laughs> I don't... Is it fast food or is it like uh, we care about it food? It's
3: we care about it food. Okay. Yeah.
4: What do they call the
1: not-quite-fast food places like Panera Fast and Casual. Fast Casual. <laughs> Jinx, wow.
2: Oh, my God! Uh, call each other. <laughs> call me. I, I prefer
1: you to go... I prefer to go to those types of places when I don't have the time to sit down and yeah. order and and so on. And and uh, fast food's great when it's when, when you when either you're taking
3: it away. Well, yeah,
1: or yeah. or when you when you happen to have a hankering for it. Mm-hmm. I use the word hankering. A good, good word, <laughs> thank you. But but I do prefer those. I like the fast casual places. Well, fast
4: casual was is faster than what I got. Slow casual. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, if I go to Lake Chipotle, yeah, I mean, I, I got my food in less Which, than five
3: minutes. Th- these are the places where you, the difference is at a fast casual, that's where you want to have your corporate meeting. Right.
6: <laughs> it right. was really nice <laughs> of the American Red Cross to come in the other day and give us that award for the largest blood drive in the country. And I genuinely appreciated everything that they had to say and do. But mostly they had me at Panera because they brought in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Not yeah. only that, Nick,
6: they had maybe, you know,
3: five cups of soup and <laughs> 50 yards of bread. <laughs> <It>
2: was <laughs> there was awesome. so much bread. I, I'm
3: like, I literally wanted to have lightsaber battles with the loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I, I idea. mean, I, it's just awesome. It, well, from it's St. Louis Bread Company,
1: right? That's correct. That's yeah. uh, originally what Panera started as.
3: All right, something else. Let's move more on.
1: from the connoisseur. That was kind of a jokey thing. That was thing. kind of a jokey thing. <laughs> this is more legitimate. This is more legitimate. Although it is a bit gimmicky. Although it is a bit gimmicky. <laughs> uh, a, and But it speaks to Maria but it speaks okay. to- oh we got <laughs> uh, a london eatery is drawing in dairy loving patrons with an unusual gimmick and it is the world's first conveyor belt cheese restaurant huh. so here's how this works and i saw pictures of it it's called the pick and cheese restaurant you know like pick and choose yeah oh. uh it's in seven dials market and offers 25 varieties of cheese sourced from around Britain on a 130-foot conveyor belt.
3: Much like a, like a sushi restaurant? Well, they have those types?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So you you basically, you know, it comes around. If you see something you like, you reach out and you grab it. And I guess they go ahead and they charge you for it in that regard. So, yeah, we're looking at a... I could be down dishes. with this. I would uh,
3: totally be down with uh, from this. From someone who used to despise cheese and now loves cheese, uh, this could be good. But can you make a whole meal out of Oh, I get cheese. Yeah, you, 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 yeah can. you can. Well, I don't know. If you have
1: one. some bread and crackers and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It'll fill you up.
3: Done deal. You used to hate cheese? I used to hate cheese. Wow. Like, I just... I The only cheese I liked was the worst kind of American fake processed cheese. Yeah. And then some switch... It happened, when? and hated, I'm like, I hated oh, sushi. Oh wow, now love it now. Cheese boards and cheese pairings and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah,
4: it's uh, unbelievable. How old were you f- during this? I was when sh- the switch just came. back from
3: Vietnam, so <laughs> okay. no, no, um, no, really. I would say probably case eighteen, nineteen. There was the year, no, eighteen or nineteen years <laughs> old, <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was, uh, uh, Lincoln and I were attending the uh, cheese festival uh, uh, That's very good cheese
1: <laughs> The cheese plates are color-coded by price And cheese flight options are also available uh, My yeah.
3: dearest wife, I went to the conveyor belt cheese store today <laughs> I fear for our country There was a great division between the Guta people and the Cheddar people
1: The eatery also offers cheese themed off belt dishes.
3: I'm going off belt on this,
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) Including. Off belt. A grilled cheese sandwich and pan fried uh, Angloomy. The F is that. That's it. (laughs) And And Angloomy. And and gloomy. A-N-G-L-O-U-M-I.
8: Eagles!
5: Yeah,
1: right.
3: <laughs> right. That's how Jose spells eagle.
8: E-A-G-E-S. <laughs>
3: Eagles! Uh, Pete is a chef that's here. You ever heard of that before? Angloumi.
6: Angloumi.
1: No. Alumi? I don't know. Isn't that
6: it's, a town outside I, of the uh, well, uh, L.A. airport? I think the Angloomy is uh, the British spelling of it, and the uh, with the H, it's the American. Oh, spelling Oh, all right, it. so yeah. Anglumi, it's like schedule and schedule. Yeah. What, what is it? It's a, it's a uh, sheep's milk cheese. Okay. You
3: okay. can actually put it on the
1: grill,
6: and it won't melt through. The oh, grill. Yeah.
3: Ah. you can barbecue. That's kind of
1: like uh, I've told you guys about bread cheese before, right? Where you, oh, yeah. you heat it up in the pan. Oh my God, it's no. so good. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah. You cut it up into cubes, heat it up in pan. I'll, I'll call set me. you up with that. Yeah, I'll call you. All right. Uh, so they have the grilled cheese sandwich uh, pan with and pan-fried uh, uh The eater purports to, the...
3: like <laughs> to be
1: the first, the world's first conveyor belt cheese restaurant.
3: I uh, gimmicks
1: like this appeal to me. So, Marissa, a reason to go back to England, right there. Mm-hmm. You definitely, you'd be on board for that, right?
10: It's so gimmicky, and I love it. All right. <laughs>
1: Uh, here's a place that Marissa will definitely go to. From the
3: Zor, Another.
1: Well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you stop when the music stops. It's musical chairs. Yep.
1: <laughs> she, uh, she gave me these stories. Uh, so we're headed over to the drinking, uh, realm now. Uh, there's, uh, Halloween seasonal pop-up places in Philadelphia that are coming up. Uh, there's one called Nightmare Before Tinsel. Uh,
3: oh, I like that idea. Yes. So it's a nightmare before the tinsel of Christmas.
1: Uh, haunted house worthy props, art, and decor like a haunted casket, a giant spider web alley, a zombie wall, a skull-themed bar, and a room of 1,001 eyes. Uh, the bar will serve... Fall beers as well as cocktails inspired by local Halloween tropes. Think Edgar Allan Poe and candy corn, which, by the way, was invented in Philadelphia.
3: There is actually a place. Uh, there is a, a restaurant. It might be. There was maybe a couple of them. I don't know if they're a small chain uh, in uh, Greenwich Village in New York City where you go in and the, the, the eyes and the picture follow right. you and – you know, there's all that sort of stuff. So it's o- sort of audio-animatronic stuff around the restaurant. This is set to open in early October, by the way.
2: Do you want a confession from me that makes me even dumber than I already am? Yes. Please. It's all along the lines of Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I never saw the movie uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Okay. And I saw shirts at Target the other day with the Halloween section. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why would they have a Christmas shirt out already? Right. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh. Halloween is the nightmare before Christmas.
1: There you go. <laughs> there, there you, you go. Really? I got it. Yeah. So uh, there's another place called Haunt that's going to be popping up, Halloween Bar, and that'll open in the second floor of Todd Wentz's soon-to-open Pearl Tavern at 1123 Chestnut Street, formerly the Irish Pub. Okay. And you can expect uh, themed cocktails, slasher movie nights, pumpkin carving, costume contest, and a masquerade ball. Wentz is working with Art's... In the industry to plan events like wands and whiskey.
3: I, I, well, I love this stuff. But so the pop up, are the pop up things.
2: Well, they did it for Christmas last year, and how popular was, are they? It was so popular. Every, I mean, it was packed every time. Every yeah. time it was opened, but you, and, couldn't, you
3: couldn't run obviously something like that. Could you have one set location? Uh, in other words, is it one set location that changes with the season? It changes the theme. Well, well
4: I, think I mean, so last Franklin year Square is kind of like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're yeah right, but that's like gonna a big the, event. They're, they're so gonna have like the Jacko Pumpins uh, coming through there.
10: Yeah, the bar you guys are talking about is called Tinsel, and this place is Tinsel.
4: Oh, so it's on the nightmare before Tinsel, tinsel. tinsel yeah. that Preston was saying. Okay, so ah. I think it's right on Thirteenth
10: Street, like right above Chestnut. But was that? What was that pop up? christmas was that this yes okay it's like okay. christmas threw up it's literally covered in tinsel and they have year round uh um no but from like the middle of november through christmas mid- yeah but probably a little <laughs> longer through january or so
4: okay right. um I, I was, uh, the uh the little bar that they have at terror behind the walls is actually pretty cool um kath you didn't do the haunted house with this did you Uh, A couple of years ago, you go through the haunted houses and all that sort of stuff. And then at the end of everything, they have like a little, uh, I guess you would call it a pop-up bar, but it's inside the actual penitentiary. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. It It was was actually
3: really nice. It's right. It's actually in one of the corridors of the prison. Yeah.
4: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was actually really well done.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean,
3: it's just a little bar they set up in there.
1: Yeah,
4: but I'm just talking about, like, the couture, like just the, the the area that you're in. But they like,
3: had convicts uh, coming by in conveyor belts, Preston. Oh, so did they really? Well, I it's right
4: know. by Al Capone's uh, jail cell. Yes. I would call it the suite. <laughs> mm.
1: uh, you mean Truman Capote? Truman.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, somebody we worked with, we were taking a tour, and it was like, and Truman Capote was held there. The, the a feminine a author? Cell the author, really?
3: I don't like this present. Mm.
1: All right, uh, here's something else, and this is a, I think this is a pretty niche, a niche idea, but you never know, it might take off. Um, a chef in Oregon named uh, Nakisha Newton has launched a late-night meal delivery service called Meals for Heels that caters specifically to strippers and dominatrixes. <laughs> And it's an interesting concept because, listen, she said in an interview uh, that it's physically and emotionally a demanding job. Those options or the options for food shouldn't just be Taco Bell. Uh, Newton revealed that she got the idea back in December when her ex-girlfriend, a stripper, would complain of not being able to find Decent, healthy food when her shift was over. It was always
3: garbage that she had to choose from. Huh. That was it. I never thought about those poor strippers trying to find good food.
1: So she started uh, delivery, f- delivering food to her friends <laughs> and the club, and then other dancers started becoming customers as well. So she officially launched her business
3: in January. What's the menu like? I don't know. Because yeah, I, I wonder if it, obviously obvious you can use that as the hook, but if the menu is good and it appeals to people across it. Because, you know, like Insomnia Cookies? Yeah. Which runs to like three or three thirty in the morning or whatever. Yeah. That's super late night. They'll deliver yep. if you have something like this. That's really after hours, but good good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's what yeah. this is. Yeah. yeah.
4: So it's it's your. Option. Do you have to show your
3: stripper card to get the discount or yeah, that? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But, if but they... you know what?
4: This what? isn't a problem here in this area because Wawa, I think, has you know it's a twenty four hour business, and they, ha- obviously they have obviously. What if you're to.
3: still in your stripper gear? Right? right, you don't want to get out of the car and you're in your. Uh, you, if you're dressed like RuPaul, uh, well, well, the dancers sh- usually change.
4: They usually literally. change. No, they, don't. <laughs> <laughs> they always wear, wear those clothes. Crotchless panties walking Absolutely. up. Absolutely, I'm sure they put some sweatpants or pajamas on or put something. Take the me, heels me, off. Like,
3: like a little throw, case. He put nothing <laughs> yeah. else. A little shawl. <laughs> Uh, she
1: is currently running the entire business herself but hopes to expand one day i thought that was a pretty cool do idea you,
3: do you use any food delivery services or like uh like uh, no. okay you 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 cook so you make all this stuff yeah or we just go get it yeah you know so um is your best food delivery service ever having kids it's well <laughs> it's one yeah. of the good ones, kids man. who can drive
1: we're lucky we have we have a lot of good restaurants that are very short drives. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really close by, so it's not inconvenient at all to go get some foods. So.
4: You do takeout. I don't want to say a yeah. lot, but do you do it a, a fair amount? But like the other thing is, you, when you have young, you know, like your your two sons, like yeah, they want to go out and drive, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. go out and do anything for you. Yeah, the old phrase we used to use
1: was I'll fly. You fly, I'll buy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and so you, you send them off, and so it's the same thing. I'm like, we'll get food if you go get it for us. Yeah. No. So, yeah. um, all right. So here's something a little closer to home. Uh, McDonald's has uh, brought the Shamrock Shake back already, What? but they're only selling them in Philadelphia.
3: In right, the entire right country, Philadelphia is the only location selling Shamrock Shakes right now. That's the word. This that is, I, is big. According to this story, and the reason
1: being, Philadelphia Eagles season has uh, begun. So it's a green shake. Uh, okay.
4: Yeah. So they're not doing it in, like, uh, Gre- well, Green Bay Jet or Jets Territory? territory?
1: No, they're doing oh. it here.
4: No, okay.
1: Uh, it, but it says here some fans of the shake are having trouble finding locations that actually sell them.
3: Yeah, where do you find the
1: McDonald's? One fan wrote, no, they, they can't <laughs> find the McDonald's that are they're serving them.
3: Oh, oh, so not all of them are here.
1: Well, I, it says here, one fan wrote, why is it uh, Philly area McDonald's is advertising shamrock shakes, yet no place is selling them. Huh. Another fan reacted to the shake saying Philly brought back the shamrock shake for the Eagles. Am I going to have to say go birds to get one? Because I am not above <laughs> stooping that low.
6: <laughs> I wonder if um, they had some leftover from this year and they decided to market it as an Eagles. I don't know. It would be a mix, right?
2: I think they yeah, always have it. Yeah, and that, that,
6: You're both, uh, both you and Preston are McDonald's uh yeah, That was the, uh, that, employees, was, that was yes. heavy to carry. The, yeah. the mix for the shake and uh, also the mix for the Sundays. Uh, the, those, when you had truck day, those were the boxes you didn't hey, want to have to carry. It's truck day. Oh, truck day sucked. Oh. It was just no fun whatsoever. How
2: long did you work there? Four
4: years,
6: two oh, weeks.
2: Wow!
4: <laughs> so you that both had similar fight. experiences. I hated it. I loved it. Hated it. Was truck day the same day every week? Uh, it, did it varied. Change? Okay. Yeah. It's
3: whenever you work at a fast food place <clears throat> that gets deliveries, and you have to unload the truck. That sucks.
6: Oh, truck day in the summer, man! It was just... When was. With the living is easy? No, the
3: living was hard
6: and hot and hot and we sweaty.
3: Yeah. We
1: didn't
6: have any shakes.
1: All right. Well, good luck. Finding one. Uh, apparently, they're they they they're marketing this, but I do not know. Chestnut Hill and Germantown Avenue has them, apparently. Okay, so
6: you're getting confirmation? Yeah. Okay. Morristown McDonald's. Come on, we can do this. Call in if you know a location. <laughs> Pennsville, New Jersey. Someone in Delaware has them as well. Okay. Wait a second. McDade and uh, Glenn Olden case.
3: Yeah. It's not, not Philadelphia.
1: No, it's the area. Well, I guess the general area. So. All right. Hi, everybody. Somebody uh, texted in or is calling in and says all profits of the Shamrock Shake are going to the Ronald McDonald House. Well,
3: that's a noble thing. Mm, we love wonderful. the Ronald McDonald House. Hang on, Marissa. Yes?
10: Do you guys know the Shamrock Shake started because of the Eagles and the Ronald McDonald House? No. Oh. Yeah, it's one of my favorite stories. I was just looking it up because I always forget the Eagles player, but it's back in the 70s. Fred Hill was one of uh, the players. He had a three-year-old daughter who was being treated for leukemia, and he was talking to, um, I think she was a nun or something. And and long story short, they teamed up with McDonald's and they were talking about having a place uh, like a home away from home near a hospital where they could stay right. when he needed treatment when his daughter needed treatment. And they teamed up and they started the Ronald McDonald oh, House. Right. And all the proceeds from Shamrock Shakes went to fund the Ronald McDonald House.
1: That's cool. So, and, and they just started doing the Shamrock Shakes exclusively here in Philadelphia to start?
10: I I believe that. I, I don't know the answer to that. So okay. I don't want to say that incorrectly. But I do know that when they started, all of the money went to Ronald McDonald That's House awesome. to fund that. So wow. it, it's the Eagles that literally started Shamrock Shakes in the Ronald McDonald House. Let's just hold on to that.
1: Mm. Okay. All, all right. right cool. Go Birds. Yeah, go Birds. Go Birds. Um. So anyhow, uh, get out and get them if you can. That's awesome. awesome. I think, uh, should I wrap that up? Do you got another one? I do. What do you, you think, bro? You want to bro? do another
4: one? I can. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> one more for the connoisseur. All
1: right, <laughs> man. I've, I have a lot to choose from. Um, let's go with this. This is this has to do with uh, more, rather than the, the food itself. The the money and the industry behind uh, food. Starkist was ordered by a federal judge to pay a $100 million fine for its role in a price-fixing scheme that involved its fellow canned tuna giants Bumblebee and Chicken of the Sea. Wow. Federal prosecutors allege Starkist conspired with the two other companies to fix canned tuna prices from November 2011 to December 2013. Now, I don't know the details of that or how they did it together, but Bumblebee pled guilty to the same charge as Starkist in 2017. and had to pay a $25 million fine. That's crazy, Who does the fine
4: go to, though?
1: Charlie Tuna. <laughs> uh, so I guess that, like, you know, the higher-ups had to they had to talk about it with yeah. each other and, and agree upon something.
3: Come in here. Yeah, we had to talk about price-fixing our tuna. Really? Yeah, I guess so. Well, listen,
1: dude, you're talking about, you know, a huge industry. Oh, yeah! I know the main reason that I set this story aside. Oh, why? <laughs> when we had Panera by here the other day, yeah, I had a. I, I love their, their tuna sandwiches, right? Uh, and while I was eating it uh, or getting my sandwich, uh, standing by me making his sandwich selection was Chuck Damico. He leans and he goes, "You want to know something?" I said, "Why I've never had a tuna fish sandwich before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had tuna. Before or tuna fish, I don't think he's ever what? had like the canned tuna before ever. So or he hasn't had it in a, in a sandwich.
3: Just how much of
1: Chuck's life was lived in a bubble? He, well, yeah, he, he had never eaten fruit. That doesn't
2: fruit. surprise me. Yeah, he I know
1: it doesn't fruit. surprise me, but you know, it's like, it's I was mean, like, still weird. Come on, dude. Yeah,
2: you know. he's
1: never seen a cat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's just seen dead ones. <laughs> just weird. Weird. <You're laughs> never seen a cat. It's just so crazy. Uh, uh, listen, Chuck is is uh, my like best friend here. He is a an interesting. Ow. Stop it.
1: I thought I was your best friend here. You're you're dude. You're, you're up like, there. You're my,
4: you're okay. You're you're, uh, you're top twenty. <laughs> you're my best friend. Wow. No. Yeah. Um, I, I hang out with Chuck a lot. We go out to lunch quite a bit. You guys bitch about Preston when you guys go out. Oh my god, <laughs> all the time. He guess who eats tuna all the time? And I, Preston. I and do. I mean this with all the love in my heart is annoying to go out to the lunch with. Like
2: <laughs> you have said, he's very he
3: has it's picky
4: dietary
3: constraints that he's placed well, upon he's himself. He's
4: just unwilling to do anything. <laughs> right. Like you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. and it's like f you. I don't care about what you like. It's only about what I like.
2: And someone, like, doesn't hold the door for him when he walks in, so he doesn't ever want to return.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, he's very specific
3: about how he's treated?
1: He, or like, he like,
2: It s- just could be anything, and then he doesn't okay. want to go. You
3: know how, like, mafia
6: vendettas, he makes those look relaxed. Yeah. yeah. How many we, uh, how many restaurants are in the rotation, case? Okay, so
4: our rotation now.
2: <laughs> because okay. others have been cut out?
4: Oh, the, uh, yeah. Well, like, Corner Baker, he's cut out. Like, I'm like, dude corner bakery it's it, like their mac and cheese is like second to none um
2: do you know why he won't go there
4: mm, i don't know some sort of quality issue with his thing that he, you know with one dish one time that he got so our our yeah, rotation three
3: napkins once
4: our rotation is chipotle all right taco bell all right mcdonald's
2: that's it that's it what
4: murray deli
1: Wow. i never even heard of Murray Deli.
2: What? There's okay. all these other places here.
1: There's loads of them. Mm-hmm.
2: He hates um, honey grout, which is my favorite. I love it there.
4: So, And it had nothing even to do with the quality of the food. It was, had to do with the It was somebody cli- sitting there. It was a clientele. It was some, some <laughs> chick Oh, yeah, she saved in. a spot with
1: a diaper. Yeah. So
4: she was four people behind us in line and decided, well, I'm going to go put a, a diaper, <laughs> a clean diaper On this table. I'm going to rub a crap-filled diaper on this table. And this table is now going to be ours. And it's like, no, you can't claim a table until you get your food. Listen, Chuck, I almost said the worst word ever. (laughs) But, um, uh. Over over a honey grow? Well, no, over this chick and, and, you know, something and. He, it, people it, in general his, that yeah. uh,
2: his experience there and that yeah. was it. Wow. Okay. Listen, I, he I is
4: very picky. Obviously, we know that. I won't go to Katz's across the street. I went there one time, and, and I'll say this out loud because they <laughs> pissed me off. And it's actually under different ownership now. But I went in there. There were two people in the entire restaurant. I, we they tried to sit us down. They put us in some corner at this like tiny little table. And I said, "Can you um? Can we sit over by the window?" And they said, "Oh well, we're saving that for our lunch rush." And I go. How about you give it to the people that are actually in your store right now asking for it and they yeah. uh, and I got up and I left and I never and I never came back. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, but it, but you
1: say that Chuck has uh, odd reasons for
4: doing that. Yeah. Right? It's
1: food stuff. Like he won't
4: he won't go to Nafnaf anymore. And it's not like he doesn't like Nafnaf. He likes Snap Nap. When I brought him there one time, and he's like, Yeah, no, I, I can see why you like You're this. Listening to Casey's music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: I'm He oh, oh, wow. touched the nerve. Tomorrow,
3: we talk about Taco Bell <laughs> and Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> and other places and issues Chuck has with restaurants. Paid for by an underwriting grant from the Chuck Group.
6: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we got a yeah. grant? That's cool. Oh,
1: my God. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. All right. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Uh, Then no more connoisseur. No more more connoisseur. That's all. Uh, I would like to give you some uh, gift cards, though, for a wonderful place that I think you will enjoy, and they're called the Pop-In Bar and Restaurant. We're here this morning. They got a uh, mac
6: and cheese case.
1: They do have. Yeah. In fact, they've got mac and cheese with bacon in it, Ooh. and it's like the mutant mac and cheese. So every, everything on their item has fun names a la pop culture because that's what the place is all about. Like I said, Marvel, DC Comics, uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, video games, anime, all the stuff that's decorated with that. Yeah. And uh, their menu items are really fun and named after those things as well. They have uh, more than 20 beers on t- tap, uh, unique mixed drinks. Uh, 50 different kinds of canned beer choices and amazing seasonal and limited run beers. Uh, so if you're a big kid on the inside, you'll love it. Pop in and have some fun. We'll take call number 12 and 13. I'll give you $50 gift cards. Two, one, five, two, six, three. Oh God! No, we we, do really, we, no,
4: we don't have time, man. Chuck's we, on the oh, we really When uh, you get in, in here, Chuck, you you
3: come into the studio. We we, we may right. do a part two on. on. Yeah, yeah. We're,
4: we're unfortunately we're up against, so and we really got to get a to hard break, spots. as they yeah, say. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna we gotta, take a break. We'll come, we'll come back in a moment. M Night Shyamalan.
1: When we return, stay with us.
9: Philly Burger Brawl is back be crowned best burger in the city. You decide.
0: Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger.
9: Sample some amazingly creative and tasty burgers from over 50 area restaurants. Join us this Sunday at the Navy Yard Parade Grounds for three hours of burger bliss. Each ticket gets you a free beverage and on-site experience. Vendors, VIP tickets to get you an extra hour and unlimited beverages in the VIP lounge. Proceeds benefit literacy programs through technology in underserved neighborhoods of the Philadelphia School District. Tickets are on sale now. Complete details at WMMR.com. I had three testicles.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Gary. Uh, We have to get to the bizarre files, so we're going to do it right now.
0: Bizarre. (laughs) MMR presents Pristin and Steve's Bizarre File
1: File. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings in self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. A homeless man in Florida went on a car vandalism spree on Monday, smashing nearly 20 vehicles before getting tired and falling asleep <laughs> on a nearby bench. <laughs> so, I'd be wiped out, too. Uh, I am pooped. When questioned by authorities, he said it happened because Donald Trump owes me $1 trillion. Oh, that's
6: a lot. Man.
1: So you can
3: understand. Oh, my God, that's a lot of money. The sheriff's
1: office identified the man as 30-year-old Justin James Wilson and said he damaged at least 20 cars and more that were parked at the Holiday Inn Resil- Well,
3: Uh, he'll certainly be able to make bail once he gets that trillion. Yeah, the sheriff's office
1: uh, stated Wilson faces 14 counts of felony criminal mischief and six counts of misdemeanor criminal mischief for an estimated $30,000 in damages (laughs) to at least uh, 20 cars. It's nothing to a trillionaire. When deputies located him, he said, take me to jail. I did it because Donald Trump owes me $1 trillion and these vehicles belong to the mafia. Uh, So that should have cleared it up right there. Okay, yeah. Uh, There is a strange new beauty trend. Kathy, I want you to hear about (laughs) this. Oh, God. What? (laughs) It's on social media where women are using glue to create fuller lips. Okay. And at first I thought maybe, well, they're just layering the glue on top or something. Listen to this. So the new beauty hack is an alternative. That's a good band name, beauty Beauty hack. Beauty hack. Is an alternative to lip fillers, and it involves applying strong adhesive like lash glue or even super glue Right above the top lip, and then you fold your lip up and stick it oh to the top. Oh my glue. god,
2: come on! Wait, what? And it
1: creates the illusion of a bigger, like fuller top lip. Yeah, Stop. yeah, you're, you're, yes. you're yeah. gluing it
2: That's up.
3: That's insanely yeah. stupid. Yep, That's so stupid. it looks so natural.
1: Yeah, uh, the trend originated on uh, video sharing app TikTok <laughs> before making
3: its way onto Twitter. So, why um, not just like get a ring to the top part of your lip? Run a string up through your nose and pull (laughs) it up. Yeah, that's a good idea. It might be next, Steve. I don't know. Why not? Never know.
1: A San Francisco business owner says a homeless man has bitten him twice in the last four months and he's had enough of it. Enough of this. The victim owns the Harvest Urban Market in the city's Soma neighborhood. Uh, He says homelessness and drug (laughs) problems.
5: Damn
1: it! Are fueling the violence. Uh, police arrested 29-year-old Adam Asherbrock for the biting attacks. He was charged with aggravated assault and battery. The business owner says that he often finds homeless people selling and doing drugs inside his restrooms. Said about every half hour to hour. Wow. We have some kind of incident. Another theft, violence, crazy people walking around, or people who need uh, mental health help. Uh, and he said there's needles everywhere. He said that uh, there should be facilities where people can do drugs. Uh, but he's been bitten twice by the same guy. And- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, a French company has been found liable for the death of an employee who had a cardiac arrest while having sex with a stranger on a business trip.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: A Paris court ruled. How the hell does that happen? They ruled that his death was an industrial accident. Yeah. And that the family was entitled to compensation. The firm had argued the man was not carrying out professional duties when he joined a guest in her hotel room. But under French law, an employer is responsible for any accident occurring during a business trip.
3: Any accident at all. Yeah. So, if see, if he had been in this hotel woman, he and od deed. Yeah, I guess yeah. so.
1: The man, named as Xavier X, was working as an engineer for TSO, a railway services company based near Paris. He died at a hotel during a trip to central France in 2013 as a result of what the employer called an extramarital relationship with a perfect stranger. The company challenged the decision by falky. by the state health insurance provider to regard the death as a workplace accident. The provider defended its position by insisting that sexual activity was normal, like taking a shower or a meal. Uh In its ruling, the Paris Appeals Court upheld this view. And an employee on a business trip is entitled to social protection over the whole time of his mission, and regardless of the circumstances, it said.
3: I could see the the travel. I could see, you know, that. But if he's... A hooker seems or like a, or a, a, an extramarital affair seems like a voluntary thing, you know? It does, but it also doesn't seem like an unnecessarily
1: dangerous thing, like doing drugs or something that's illegal. That's true. So, I don't know. It's still, I mean, dude, you know, come on. Uh, this is uh, Here's a good story. Um, uh, somebody picked something up at a thrift shop. And a bargain hunter in Hertfordshire, England, listed a small vase that he got purchased at a local thrift shop on eBay. Uh, and could not have expected their one dollar and twenty three cent investment to turn into almost a hundred thousand oh, dollars. These
3: stories drive me crazy. I know the vase,
1: which stands at a mere eight inches tall, was picked up for the next and was picked up for next to nothing. But it got a lot of attention once it appeared on eBay. Art collectors flocked to the listing prompting the unnamed owner to take it off the bidding and have it appraised. Wow. And now it will appear in a fine art auction where it is expected to make its seller
3: very, very happy. And Preston, there's word that a nude trillionaire is interested in it. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Uh, It was originally made for an 18th century Chinese emperor who reigned between 1735 and 1796. Wow! And now centuries later, it somehow found its way to the shelves of a charity shop. So they're expecting maybe a hundred grand To be picked up for that. Wow. Uh, Let's see. We'll uh, wrap with this story. How about this? Um, An alcoholic died after his wife locked him in his makeshift shed to stop him from drinking. So did he have booze in the shed? He did not. Jonathan Daunter suffered carbon monoxide poisoning when he turned on a motorcycle that he kept inside. Oh, jeez. he was discovered unconscious on the floor an hour later by his wife, Kim. An inquest heard that she had shut her husband inside the shipping container for his own safety while she went shopping. When she returned home, she found him slumped inside the container and he had died later that day. An inquest heard the 44-year-old mother was terrified of leaving her husband on his own. She feared that he would go off and buy alcohol. When police arrived on the scene to investigate the death, she told officers, I had to go to Bristol. I dare not take him because he could jump out of the car to go and get alcohol because of being desperate to get drunk. Do they believe it was a suicide? I, they don't know. Uh, he had a longstanding dependency on alcohol and had relapsed after uh, seeking help. And detectives probed, had probed his death and ruled out foul play. So. I mean, you'd
3: have to know running that would
1: kill right? you. All right, we need to end on a happy, a happy yeah. note. happy note. I'll do something better. This is fun.
3: More nude vandals.
1: No, a pet owner caught his dog using his son's potty training toilet in the middle of the night. (laughs) No way. The man who is from California said that the dog circled the potty a few times before actually using it correctly to take a dump. That's awesome. The dog's owner said that he realized what his dog did the next day. Initially, he assumed that his wife had forgotten to clean their son after he used the potty. When he checked the cameras, he was shocked. He said, I got home from work at 5 a.m. and noticed poop in my son's training toilet and thought it was how weird that my wife missed this. Do you th- and I checked the cameras, and this is what I found. <laughs> Do you think the dog saw, just simply saw the kid doing it? I don't know. Or read about it? It's a smart dog. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for the bizarre felt. A little happier ending
3: today. That I is it, yes.
1: All right, uh, let's give away another gift card for the Pop-In Bar and Restaurant. They're located at 4 North Main Street in Chalfont. Uh, It's a pop culture bar and restaurant, and uh, they host pop trivia every Wednesday night, by the way, and uh, comedy night once a month as well. So we'll take callers number 15 and 16 and give you $50 gift cards, 215-263-WMMR. They are having a special Harry Potter-themed trivia night on Sunday October 6th so they do these different trivia it's great which i love cool. that and i think are you still doing the family feud thing as well working they're working this. on that they'll do a family feud thing when you sit down at the at the uh, the table there's a questionnaire a survey that you fill yeah. out and it's all pop culture related stuff and they will eventually use those results in a family feud thing that's <laughs> excellent awesome. special night so you sit there and you know who's your favorite comic character who's your favorite this and that and um, what's the street address again uh it is 4 North Main Street in Chalfond. Huh. Uh, So visit popinbar.com for more details on special events. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We're going to take a break. M. Night Shyamalan when we return. We also have Chevy Chase on the program this morning. And maybe, maybe, if he feels like calling, (laughs) Willie Nelson. We're hoping that's going to happen. We'll be right back.
7: Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Boy, that was close. That could have been embarrassing. We have a major director on the line I, who was listening at that time. And I've and never done anything messed stupid messed in
2: front of him.
4: Never. Never.
1: No. <laughs> hey, by the way, we're, we're we're hoping that we'll have a call from Willie Nelson. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, it's possible he's going to be giving us call. We'll definitely be talking to Chevy Chase later on. Uh, this morning. And so it's just a big names on the program. Today. The next guest is a huge name and a good friend of the show. Love him. And has a really cool event that we've been to uh, before. And it's it's cool that we're having him on Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Good
7: morning, night. Hi, guys. how are you? We're wonderful. How you doing, man? I'm good. I was enjoying everything. I was enjoying the Willie Nelson thing. That's incredible.
3: Yeah. We'll see if it happens. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's apparently the deal is when you schedule an interview with Willie, it's like, eh, if he wakes up and feels like calling, he'll call. So, oh, wow. yeah, we'll wow. see if that happens. But he's such a legend. We definitely want to talk to him. Hey, in in setting up, you know, having you on, and, and I mentioned that it's Friday the 13th, do you get do, do people... You know, a la a Stephen King, you know, where, when Halloween and Friday the 13th and things like that roll around, do they kind of associate the creepiness of these days with what you do?
7: You know, um, well, Kathy did. I think that's why Kathy had me come on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she did. In fact, we understand she basically strong-armed you. Uh, you were prepared to come in closer to uh, Shamoween itself, but uh, she said, no, you need to come on now. And yeah,
7: Friday the he... like, 13th. <laughs> 13th. Um, I, I, you know... We, I, I, maybe it's just my perception of what I do, but I, it kind of, rather than horror, I think I fall more into the thriller, yeah. the thriller vibe. And so it's not a kind of ubiquitous thing when I walk outside and everybody <laughs> it kind of says Halloween or, or right. Friday the 13th or something like that. But I think Stephen, uh, Stephen King has, you know, that, that is his sweet spot. He's, he is in kind of in, in that, in right. that genre. Um, but well, uh, do people do kind of attribute, you know, meet with scarier things, I guess. You're, so it falls on on that edge. Your
1: movies tend to start making the rounds, I think, on television this time yeah. of year, though, because I I constantly see them popped back into the rotation in the fall.
7: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. Of course, the yeah. the distributors are all kind of putting it back back into rotation at at this time. Uh, but yeah. you know, it's really interesting in the in the genres of it all. It, it's a big difference between. A thriller and a horror in terms of who comes to them, and yeah. and uh, horror is kind of young male, and then when you go thriller, it's older females, which is a really interesting huh. thing. Yeah, when you cross it, that line,
3: it, it is like, sort of yeah. weird though. Over the years, and I you know ca- occasionally going to uh, conventions and uh, Monster Mania and, and these these various things that are really horror focused, the amount of women who are going to these things is uh, has dramatically increased. I think that yeah. in general has increased over you know. Years ago, Star Wars and um, the Marvel Universe and yeah. comic books, that was really yeah. that was comic book guy. And that's what you got. But now it is, uh, you know, women are definitely into it. So it, it, it's cool how that's becoming sort of a, a more general thing. I wanted to ask you tonight yeah. about the um, the Apple Plus TV show uh, that you um, you've been working on called Servant. Can you tell us yeah. a bit about that?
7: Well, I'll definitely come on closer to when we will release. You know, the service is going to launch at the beginning of November, and then we're going to be we're going to be. I don't want to tell you the date, but it's very close to uh, after that. And All everybody's right. really really excited uh, about it. I just I just saw Apple just presented me the first kind of commercials yesterday, so I was I was pretty excited. And it's
3: and, and Apple announced Apple Plus with you know obviously their streaming service, and they have a lot of fire apparel. Hell, they have you, but they're they're going the first. Um, I think the first year or the for at least, at least for the first initial period, uh, they're going to be uh, free. So they're going to bring people in that way. And, and, uh, uh, that's gotta be cool when Apple comes to you and obviously no, um, <laughs> no fly by night company and puts faith <laughs> into what you want to do. Is it a multi-project deal or is this just this the one right now?
7: You know, I'm, re- you know, I'm really involved with the project. So it's really about my time and, um, you know, we we shoot it here in Philly uh, as we do everything. And um, between the movies that I make every other year and this TV show, I can only do so many things where I'm directly involved. Right. So, so they've brought me a bunch of stuff, but so far I've only said yes to this one. But they've been really great on on how we've made the film. They let me shoot it in the Philly. They just kind of let me do my thing, and and they really, really have gotten behind the show. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we're all. Very excited, well, but yeah, the whole re- the whole reason I sold to Apple was because they were they have 1.6 billion devices in the world, and geez. every one of those are going to be going to have access to this show. So it was an unprecedented kind of opportunity.
3: It's just staggering. It's staggering in, in the reach and and uh, you know the, the fact that they are able to do that and the fact that they like you doesn't hurt either. So uh, that's all good. No. I wanted to ask you about about shooting in Philly also, and uh, I, I follow you on on Twitter and Instagram now. And um, you were photographed or it was a picture of you in some sort of tropical location. you're wearing a light vest on a boat, and that doesn't look like philly uh, <laughs> so uh you, you were scouting locations, and you were you were saying that a lot of times you use the the location will help in in the creation process and is this for yeah. your next is this for your next film or the the film that's listed as as um uh what is what is the film the, the labor film, of love labor of love yes.
7: No, no, no. This is the, this is for the next film. I can't tell you too much about it, but I did. It is set in a in a place that is is almost impossible to shoot in Philadelphia. That's the only thing. So I'm taking this one, this one movie. I'm gonna. I might have to shoot outside Philadelphia, but but the next two ideas I have <laughs> are, are set in Philadelphia. So I, I think. I think you're. Your credit,
3: your reputation is absolutely intact. You don't have to worry if, if you do, if you shoot an Antarctic adventure, you don't have to do it here in Philadelphia, no. but but no, no, but it's, it's cool. And and does that, when you're, when you're creating the, as you, you kind of state in the Instagram post that a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's like a chicken comes before the egg or, is, or the egg comes before the chicken. What, what, what helps, what incites you to create? Do you go and does a location spur you on? Does you know what what works for you the most?
7: Well, you know, um the recent movies, the last three movies, I've actually funded them myself they are very they're much lower budget movies than I used to do. And yeah. um I don't get paid. I don't you know, I just we we just do it as low as possible. There isn't trailers, there isn't all that stuff and we just make the movies. And so what helps with that is if I find a location, like if you think of the visit, yeah house. I found I found a house that we could just own for for we could rent for three months and so I just sat in this empty house and I bought a shop. And well the the grandmother could go this way and, and the kids can run this way and oh I could do something under the house and um and so you could imagine it imagine the sequences to the house rather than having to imagine sequences and then build build the the, the, the structure right. The right.
3: Uh, that that so was just that was just on the other day and that I mean it's it's just it's you use that house to such great effect, uh, you know? And uh, so that that's part of the process, obviously.
7: Yeah, and then in Glass, we, I, I found that that hospital was abandoned, you know, a mental hospital in Allentown. And we we shot there, which is now torn down. But it was, uh, I walked through it and said, oh, wow, this could, I could do a scene here and I could have Bruce Willis do this or James McAvoy do that in this hallway. And so it just, you just kind of, you you're writing to a location and it makes it obviously very practical. Um, and because I write them and it takes, I can write so far in advance. That's why you saw that picture. I went so far in advance because I'm going to shoot that movie in May. But, okay. Um, I had to see if this thing in my head was somewhere in the world, and and I had to find it. And so I went to a lot of locations, and I did. I end up finding this kind of location that fit these parameters in my head
3: well i was amazed with that that hospital in allentown that it had such a clear view of the uh philadelphia skyline (laughs) 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 special cameras wait a second no no that's that uh that's cool so i wanted to ask you i didn't know if you know about this and we want to talk about shamawina obviously i know you're a huge kubrick fan and there was news that came out recently that they they discovered a script an unproduced script from kubrick uh did you see that
7: I didn't, but it's like my nightmare because there's a lot of unproduced scripts in my house. Don't, <laughs> ever, don't, don't go make them.
3: Don't go, don't make, go, them. go make them. Yeah, um,
7: they're they're unproduced for a reason. Don't don't <laughs> make <miss> them.
3: <laughs> Have you ever revisited something that you were you know, disappointed with on the initial few passes through and were able to to tweak it into something that you loved or, or, or is are the forces of the universe telling you to just leave it alone?
7: Well you kind of I, well for me because I write them there's usually some kind of uh, I'll call it I'll call I call it a fatal flaw of the script and I can't figure my guts telling me that there's something wrong here i can't I can't un, unwind it I can't unburden it and a lot of it you know it's almost like a an artery block like the blood the energy of the story is not going through something blocking it I just can't figure it out what huh. what it is is, is it a, normally it's a structural thing that you just can't see but screenplays are a Unlike unlike uh, novels or literature, which are not this way, screenplays are primarily structure. and And if you're not in the in the right structure, if it's not moving in the second act in the right way, or it's the third act, or it's not aiming in the right direction, you can write beautiful scenes and beautiful dialogue, but it will have won't have it won't have an effect. It will have that energy I'm referencing has been blocked by something.
1: Uh, you know, I'm always curious about people that have such a creative mind like yours at night. And, uh, you know, the the 20th anniversary of Six Sense was back in July. You had a and a They had a, a screening of the film. And I, I think that that movie, that work is is just absolutely perfect. But as the creator of that, as time goes past and 20 years go by, do you ever think back and, and have other scenarios that have popped up in your mind for those characters or that story or could have done this or should have done that?
7: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it's, I I go back and I read. I'm in my office right now and I'm looking at all the scripts. They're all bound in my office, and from 15 years old till 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 now. Um, and when it, when it's when you're writing, you know, when you're really in in it, when you're writing, you don't. You're not really thinking. You're really in it with the characters, and you, you're. It's just no way to go back and redo it like that. So. I'm always. I, and if you told me I didn't write that that scene or you, I didn't write that dialogue in that movie, I would believe you because I have no memory huh. of doing it. It's a weird feeling because you. It's when you're so into it at that moment. Really, you're you're taking into account your life experience, the things you watched, the things you read, the things you were feeling or you were hurt by or you're scared of. And so it,
3: it's snap, almost it's almost snap, like a snap snapshot. snapshot. It's almost like it's it, it, it's like yeah, it's like a moment caught in time and and to. You can't. You, you're not in the same context to rework it. Right?
7: Not at all? Not at all? Not at all? And to go back and touch it, you're basically going into a home that's done already, and so it's it's I, it's really interesting to watch them because they're they're not me anymore. That wow, that right. is it's so cool. Five twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
4: so I, I want to get back to uh, the these scripts that you've written that just you know for some reason or another it's just not it's just not getting past you. Um, do you have anybody that you consult on these things, or, or are you the uh, are you the only one? Um, just Kathy. Really. Just Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, because I'm going to say something. More traffic reporters, <laughs> and I'm and I'm not blowing smoke here, but I, I really do feel like if you ever do consult somebody. Steve Morrison would be a really, really good person for you to consult. I mean, this guy really knows how to sort of like dissect a movie in a More plot. More bald guys. No, yeah. but I, I really do mean that, and I think he would okay. be a valuable resource if that is something that you do do on the regular. I, You know, if you do have somebody like that on the regular.
3: Well, I'll give you my number, Knight, if yeah. you really uh, – Yes, listen, it's uh, it's the least I can do, because clearly your career is faltering. <laughs>
7: that has nothing to do
3: with that I know whatsoever. I know what you're saying. That's kind of you, Kate.
7: Yeah, and and then also no, Steve, Steve, uh, has a, Steve has a great mind for kind of he has you have all of these kind of stories in your head from from all the stories that you've seen. And it's almost like you have a, access to them and, and those minds. And there are a couple minds like that that I go to to kind of who have kind of a um, photographic memory of of oh, that that Western that Clint Eastwood was in, yeah. or whatever it is, you know, and to, to understand where in their minds the paradigms of what I'm writing fit in. It is interesting to hear at certain times because, oh, wow, this is actually this is not a comic book movie. This is a Western. Like if I wrote Logan, that's what Steve might say. Hey, this is a Western. And I go, wow, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I was writing You know, those mm-hmm. kind of.
3: Yeah, no. And and really that, that's just it, because you're you're a filmmaker who loves movies. And I love that. So so you're 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 sort of, um you know, you're you speak you speak purely in the language of film. And that's as a as a movie fan. and We're all movie fans. Uh, it just uh it, it's so pure because when you talk about it and you talk about other directors and you know you 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 have your mount rushmore of directors and everything that's that's someone who just really when when those lights go down and you you get lost in the world that a that a, a movie can take you to there's nothing like
7: it uh, i i believe in the the group eq of the audience that's yeah. extremely extremely high and so the moment they see a, a lens go up and they see a frame they 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 don't know cinema, but they know cinema so well. They know what that feeling is that they're getting, and they know that's not the right lens. That's not that they shouldn't have cut that early. That that that's not a medium shot. That was that performance was generalized just a hair. They don't know this consciously. They just know it in the, in their reaction and their emotion. Yeah, yeah, and when they feel someone that that does it use those ingredients so specifically, it, it becomes they become very connected to that person. That's why you have kind of a loyal fan bases for people that are kind of very specific, whether it's Quinton or Wes or, or you know, the people that, you know, that we all admire that have done it for decades and decades. So
4: um, I, I don't remember whether or not when you were writing Unbreakable if um, you had already had, like, a, a story arc in mind that, that in, encapsulated, you know, three movies or whatever. And, and so when we were watching Split and, and everything was revealed at the end, you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. There's, there's you know... You know, stories within stories, and, and and a universe here that I never knew existed. And I was wondering if, because of the way you write movies and the way you create these characters, um, if 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 there's anything else like that in the works in your mind? Because, and I'm specifically going back to the Sixth Sense and somebody like um, Donnie Wahlberg's character in that movie. I mean, that you almost could have. You know, I hate to call it an origin story, but you you could, because, you know, Haley Joel Osment's character, you know, gets a handle on on what he has, and uh, clearly Donnie's character did not, and, uh, you know, so I don't know if you, you know, have anything like that in the works.
7: Well, uh, well normally, you know, I don't go back and do anything related to my movies, because almost what we mentioned earlier, that they represent a specific moment. It's right, it's, for me it's, it's no don't. longer it's, you. It's no longer it's you. No, the, yeah, yeah. That, like that, at that moment, but... The, the architecture of the three movies were the original outline of Unbreakable and it kind of, in that kind of a lot of a, uh, action, a lot of movement was happening in that kind of Marvel way. Like, yeah. When you watch a Marvel movie, there's so much that goes on, but it's just not how I tell stories. So as I was starting to write it, I was like, this is way too much information <laughs> with with this guy with multiple personalities and, and, and in- introducing this this man who doesn't know he's a superhero and and then they have to meet and they have to save these girls. And then there's, you know, then there's Mr. Glass and all this stuff. So I just kind of got overwhelmed as I was starting the, the structure part of it. I was, I was outlining it. So I just threw out everything and I said, just let me just concentrate on a guy who starts to believe he might be a superhero. That's it. Just that as a movie. And so I kind of pushed the other stuff away, thinking I would do it one day. And uh, And so eventually I did get to do it. That's the only reason I went back and did. These, But I don't really go back and exploit anything okay. that has been, been successful just just because it doesn't feel, you know, organic. Like the thing I'm writing now is so specific to what I'm feeling right now in my life right now with my kids this age with, you know, all the friends that I have and where yeah. we are. You know, it's, it's connected to what I'm feeling right now.
6: Mm-hmm. I want to ask you about a uh, specific actor because I, I find award shows to be a little odd. Uh, you know, the best actor category seems... Um, loaded sometimes, and and um, I I don't know why somebody might be judged better than the others. If, if you know, if you're one of the f- top five actors at the Oscars, you're a great actor. But I I don't know why James McAvoy hasn't been nominated um, uh, for or, or won a Best o- Oscar. I, he's incredible, and I, I'm I, you've worked with a lot of really talented actors over the years. Do you would you put him in your top five?
7: Well, for for me, I mean I mean I'm obviously biased. I don't have a lot of currency when I say this, but I you know, for me I thought he should have been nominated for Split and, and um and and been considered to to win that year. But we were we released our movies intentionally at the beginning of the year. So um at least I have recently, you know, so Split and Glass, were at the beginning of the year and don't, no film has ever been nominated that has been released in January just simply because Viewers, the the voting they think that's from the previous year. It's just yeah, emotionally, yep. it's so far away from where they're voting, and it's just, and there's so many more movies after that. The whole calendar year has come out after you, so you you know you're 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 not uh, going to be considered most of the time if you're released in January. But I do it because it's a quiet month uh, after. The, the whole holiday rush, and I can really own the attention of the marketplace, both here and internationally at that time. So that's why I've picked it both times, and both last movies were number one for three weeks in the, every country in the world. So it was a – you really paid off in that way. But it's on the other side, James won't get nominated. So. Uh, yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So suck it up. <laughs> hey, I want to obviously talk about uh, Shamoween. This is the yeah. fifth annual event, and is coming up on October 26th. The The location remains under Secret. wraps. Yes.
7: Uh, but when here- do
2: you reveal that? Is it the day of or, or the week of?
7: I, I think it's cl- much closer to to the event, just so that we don't have uh, a lot of, you know, we want Crash. people that are coming to come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so here's
1: yeah. the deal, though. Uh, a suggestion for those who are going to attend, and we'll give you the details. In fact, they're on our website right now of how you can be a part of this. If you go to this party, you got to up your costume, game yeah. yeah. Because... <laughs> You were going to be outshined no matter what by Knight and Bobna because they go over the top with their costumes.
3: Well, how I'm do so they impressed. possibly have access to a Hollywood level costuming? I, I've, I've shown up.
1: I was. I think I was Gomez Adams one year, and I was really proud of my costume and everything. And I,
3: you know, and which you'll...
1: I got it like you know the Halloween Adventure Store. Or well, dear, there you go. And but listen, it's all <laughs> yeah. that you know.
3: And... No, no, but seriously, I think that's probably sage advice because. <laughs> the, the, the pictures, the people that you oh see—just, just you alone, night. This stuff is just uh, Edward Scissorhands. And,
1: right? Well, and Bruce Willis last year was there. Two years ago, two, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. two years ago, and was dressed as you know the twins from uh, <laughs> the Shining. From the Shining, and that's brilliant. Yeah, you know, they, they look fantastic. But you, you've got to, you
7: got to bring your A game, right, night? Definitely. No, we have. It's really become this thing. It's been so fun. Like, not, I mean, almost no one that comes to this event actually ever goes to costume events they just this one particular event everybody's gotten very excited about i assume a bunch of you guys are coming i know kathy's coming yeah Uh, yeah, i'll be there
6: yeah yeah we couldn't last year because we were in london for the eagles game i know i
7: know i know i'm missing it once
4: again you believe Uh, it well, they're, they're I've good. never been able to go to one of your parties. Oh my god! The oh good no. thing is, is that there are
3: many people who do want to, and also yeah. just just because night because of the the the, the wonderful yeah. cause. Just explain where the uh, yeah the money Foundation. raised goes to because it's so good. Uh, you know, we worked with you on 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 this uh, over the years promoting the different events, and it's it's just it's unlike anything else out there.
7: You know, this kind of goes to a, a larger theory, both in in art and in just in just being you know as a human being that. The more you can be yourself, the more effective you are at, at things. And when we started to get into philanthropy, Bobna and I, um, we started to do it kind of other people's way. And it was kind of you know stuffy and we weren't really doing what we do. And when we we really thought about what we do, it was one, we believe in these leaders from around the world. So basically, our our foundation has become basically a kind of a hedge fund of the best kind of grassroots leaders from around the world that we have found and we have vetted and. Bob and Danielle go to the different places all around the world and make sure that what we've heard they've done, they've actually accomplished and they have a game plan for the future and they go and they vet them. And so when you invest in our foundation, you're basically investing in these amazing leaders that are in Africa and Latin America and India and everywhere and, and in Philadelphia that are doing incredible work and you can read all about them. We have 10 of them now and they do. when we do this, we found this incredible reaction that when we support these leaders and we say... What do you want? We don't, we don't say, we don't come in and do that kind of philanthropic mistake of saying, we're going to build a school for you. We're going to do this for you. We ask them, what do you want? And sometimes they say we need to build a school, but sometimes they say we need buses to get the girls through this unsafe area here, or we need a well to drink from so that the, the, the the girls can go to school. Whatever it is, they know within their community what the need is and how to get it, and they have buy-in.
3: They're they're, they're not a removed pencil pusher. They're they're feet on the ground. They're experiencing it and living it, so they're better at optimizing uh, where this money goes to.
7: You know what? This is a very amazing thing that we're talking about because it's like an ecosystem. Each of these places are an ecosystem, and when you find somebody that has almost kind of supernaturally, almost with these kind of like superpowers that have done something incredible in a war-torn area or a place that has always been troubled – and mired in these kind of human atrocities and it's suddenly turning things around you don't question why they're doing it we check and make sure everything's okay and we say what do you need and they'll say we need you to train this and we need you to train the women we need you to help us get the children this vaccine or whatever it is and we do it and you find this incredible impact that they have and whole communities are changed forever and when you change a community you're changing it for generations and generations. So it goes on and on and on and on. So imagine like your philanthropic dollars go on forever. Like yeah. the impact, it goes on forever. And so this model has really, really worked. So this event, Shamoween, is funding those guys. And so what we found is like, look, we, we love doing this. We believe in these <laughs> leaders, but we're also pretty damn good at throwing parties. So we were like, all right, so this, when you come to our house and you have a party, you, it's like legendary when you come and hang with us. And so we're like, let's do both of those <laughs> together. So this is the two things we love together. So we basically said, we're going to throw the best party of the year of in Philadelphia. That's going to be our thing. And everybody there knows they're doing something good. And for me as a person, I, you know, I'm not like, you know, look, I'm like most straight guys that, you know, you get married, so you don't have to dance anymore. So, but, 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 but when I'm really happy and I'm really in a good mood, I do love to dance and I do love to party. And this, is like that mixture of things. I know I'm doing something really good. Well, and then the
6: shots um, come out, and, and everybody starts drinking a lot.
7: Yes, I don't mind getting you all
6: drunk.
3: <laughs> uh, well, oh, never have God. so many people been helped by so many other people getting completely hammered. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's got all the
1: right components. It's it's always in a cool place, first of all. And, and then there's interactive... Uh, uh, people walking around that are entertaining you. If you're not, you know, with a group of people hanging out, there's there's you know jugglers and all kinds of interesting things that they have each and every year. The food is always phenomenal as well. You always have some high profile chefs that are there. Anybody you want to mention this year?
7: You know, we we do each year. some of them are surprises, so I don't like to, to say okay. it too far in advance. I normally don't come on this early, but because Kathy says Friday thirteenth, you got to come on. <laughs> yeah. no. um, and then, you know, the other thing is we sell out every year, and we do keep it kind of tight, and so it's one of these things where you feel like I've, uh, you know, so far I've been. I feel like everyone that comes, I get to hang with, and we both get to hang with, and 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 they feel like it's you're at your at a friend's party that we're we're there, and again, you're doing something so so fantastic so for us finding like-minded people that are kind of e- easygoing and fun and you know philadelphia that's why i love philadelphia because we're you know we, we we're very loyal and we're we're you know we're we're a very tight knit community and no, I sure like find those like-minded people then that, that uh have care about the world as well but are are you know fun to be with that that and we want to grow with them as the years go on and and everybody can do a lot of good stuff.
3: Well, yeah. let's see if we can have the earliest sellout for Shamoween ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be cool. Absolutely. So, and, and all the information, ticket information, is on uh, the link on PresidentSteve.com. Yep, it is, and there's always a really cool auction that takes place. I've been hosted that a couple times. Oh, yeah.
1: And some really cool stuff for you to bid on
7: yeah those those are really fun God those have gone crazy those yeah. they, they, so we bit, we'll bit we'll do one where you get a screening at my house uh of a movie that I'll pick yeah and Whoa. i'll kinda and then I'll kind of curate for you kind of like you know tell you about it and sometimes it'll be one that i've you know like pushed you a little bit if it's a. Um, something that I know you guys wouldn't have seen or something like that, something that really interests me and where it came from and why it influenced me as a filmmaker, those kind of things. And so those are really, really amazing uh, nights, nice, and I really enjoy those. And then I usually uh, – we usually uh, auction out premiere tickets so to, to the next thing that, that I'm doing. And nice. so I usually – get it's fun because you get to hang with them. And uh at the glass premiere, we had so much fun with the, the, the people that, that won last year. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it was really fun. It was like 2 a.m. in the club, and I'm like, are you still having fun? And like, hey, uh, I just wanted to ask you real
4: quick, um, how excited are you for the upcoming Sixer season?
7: I'm very excited, very excited. I was um, at an event with Elton the other day, Elton Brandon. We were talking about it. it feels, you know, we have a, as good a shot as anybody in the world to win it this year. So, Do you I'm, think you'll I'm be really
4: able to upset. make it to a lot of games, or are you going to be super busy?
7: No, but this is—it's good because this is the writing period. Uh, this, this, it, it falls really nicely for me. The fixer season It that, that it falls in the writing period. So I can write during the day and then come to the game at night. So it's cool. good.
4: Hey, I don't live far from you and I'm a season ticket holder as well. So if you need a ride, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll come pick you all set. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, I want to mention uh follow night on Instagram. He just joined not that long ago. And it's, I just started following it's uh, at M night. Uh, and of course, for the M night Shyamalan foundation uh the website is mnsfoundation.org and we have all this stuff put in one spot on com. uh if you want to go to the party as well we have got the ticket information there there's general admission there's vip there's like super duper private vip and all ooh. kinds oh yeah and all kinds of stuff but you want to get on board and also you can find out more about the foundation if you don't know i mean uh you know night gave you a, a snapshot of it but you can really get go into the depth of it by going on it's the it's amazing website. yeah so well, listen, man, I'm stoked about another party. Uh, excited about all of your projects coming up in the in the near future. And uh, we're just, uh, you know, happy that you're still a hometown guy, man. It's
7: awesome. Oh, thanks, guys. It's always so nice to, to hang with you guys. You guys are so wonderful. You do amazing things for Philly yourself.
1: Thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right, Bob, we'll talk to you soon. M. Night Shyamalan, yeah! guys. Hey, Have you. a good weekend, man. Very cool. The party is awesome. It's just, it's... It's it's one of the coolest
3: parties I've ever been you to. You guys have yeah. I mean I, I you know you all have stories of being substantially wrecked at the end of those things. So A lot he, of it at his hands.
4: Because <laughs> he walks around it's his fault.
1: and he starts walking around with a bottle and shots. <laughs> Let's
4: do shots! Yeah.
1: Wow,
3: okay. What, are you going to yeah, turn I'm, down a shot from yeah, my job? <laughs> Especially yeah. when he's holding it in large Edward scissor hands.
1: And listen, James McAvoy was at one of them. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was at one. Bruce Willis was at one. You Jamie, never Kennedy. Know. <laughs> you, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Who no yeah. one
2: knew because he never took his mask off. He wore a mask
1: off. All, <laughs> all
5: night long. He was
2: eating pretzel sticks through the mouth of the mask <laughs> and trying to talk to me and I was like, yeah. I don't, I can't understand you. Uh, he was
6: sipping his drink through a straw. Yep, yeah, through uh, a straw. Cold. And you know what,
2: it's um, it, it is an exclusive event. I mean, even though he publicly talks about it, there's not, it's not like overrun and jam-packed. It's right. Pretty exclusive. Yeah. We're
3: kind of the only ones that get the promotional information yeah, on, on the media side, right?
2: Yeah. You know, like he said, like he he was, I said, you know, call in. Like he didn't say, hey, can yeah. I call in to promote this? I'm like, listen, we want to talk to you. We go to this event every year. You know, come call in. Yeah. So, Very cool. Yeah.
1: Love it. All right. Uh, we still have a lot of show left to go. Let me give it. You know what? Let's do some of the uh, bitch box invites. I'm yeah. going to do two of these. I'm going to take uh, callers. Uh let's do her 9 and 10 215263wmmr 21 and over female only that's the requirement now if you bring a friend same thing they have to fall on that line uh, but Kathy, you want to mention a, a couple of the um, uh, contributors to the uh, Bitch Box, please? Yeah,
2: you know what? I've kind of been bouncing around town trying to get all these things together and meeting with some of the people. Uh, I was with the Calendar Girls at Renee James Boutique in Havertown. It was the first time I was there, uh, and it was absolutely adorable. Elsie Boutique, uh, who's been involved with us over the years, she's got a really cool accessory that she's adding to the box. Uh, Extra Boutique in Conshohocken, they're also adding an accessory. And then we have a number of companies that make jewelry, uh, a lot of them handmade, Marinella jewelry. She does these beaded bracelets that are beautiful, uh, and she kind of catered it towards me and things that I like, my favorite color, my favorite activity, so uh, it's kind of a representation of, of what I like. Wim jewelry, uh, which is my absolute favorite, and then uh, B. Ross jewelry, which there's, it is Kathy's bitch box, but there's a little bit of Marissa in this box. Oh, no. oh
1: i always wondered about Marissa's box. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah, so Now? You'll, okay. You'll find out a little about both of our boxes. All
1: right. So this wow. is going to be next Thursday at Harris, Philadelphia. And let's, like I say, we'll take callers 9010, 215 wmmr 6 to 8 p.m., by the way. Uh, we're going to come back more. We'll do some more giveaways with uh, Pop-In Bar and Chalfant. They are here this morning. And definitely having Chevy Chase on. Still waiting to see if Willie Nelson will happen or <laughs> Who not. Who knows? I'm not holding my breath, but it would be pretty amazing if he calls in. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us.
9: Huge Philly concert event. Get ready for Green Day. Mm -hmm. Weezer. and fallout boy the hella mega tour 2020 saturday august 29th at citizens bank park almost a year away but hella worth the wait join us for a night on the diamond under the stars tickets on sale next friday at 10 a.m via ticketmaster.com get details now at wmmr.com including a concert pre-sale and the skinny on the new music from each band green day Weezer. Fall Out Boy, August 29th, 2020 at the ballpark from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: Our friends from the Pop-In Barn restaurant are serving up food for our guests here this morning. They, they bought some great stuff. They bought all kinds of tacos. Uh, the pork belly taco, which I had when I actually went to the restaurant, is fantastic. Uh, they it is a, amazingly good. They brought a cob salad. It just says Cobb salad. It's got a funny name, though, doesn't it? The RoboCop salad, that's That's, right. That's good. So everything is pop culture at this restaurant. So it's uh, all kinds of genres, different comics and, you know uh star wars and lord of the rings and you know, you know anime some... and the whole place is made up with that stuff the kid kids will love it if you got kids that are into comics uh and and
3: marvel and all that stuff take them sometimes when you think okay they're doing this they're doing that stuff with the comic books and the pop culture to cover over that they don't spend a lot of time with the food the food's freaking awesome it's really really yeah. good uh so
1: we'll do some giveaways with them in a little while but they're at uh 4 north main street in Shelfont go and visit the pop-in bar and restaurant Casey, I would like to make a request for a song. Okay. Do we have the butt plug song? Yeah. Uh, because right we have, I have a couple of them to do. I haven't, uh, we haven't had the actual setup with the song. It's beautiful song. Butt plug, butt plug yep. Butt plug, butt plug Here's some butt plugs loaded up with Deeds and Info Man Jerry's can email us and we'll do what we can with a butt plug, butt plug Butt plug, butt plug Yay! So, we'll, so we give you a plug And uh, this one is tonight. It is called The Fights to Remember. Uh And it's at the uh, Philadelphia FOP Lodge Number 5 in Philadelphia, of course, on Caroline Road. It's like
3: a freaking nightclub itself. Well, it's a
1: boxing uh, match tonight, Steve. Oh, yeah. They
3: can handle that no problem. Yeah. So uh, all
1: proceeds go towards the EPA Global War on Terrorism Memorial. And the memorial will honor the 290 service members from Pennsylvania who died in either Iraq or Afghanistan. So... Sanctioned fights between police officers and union trades workers and a few veterans. Wow. So these are wow. amateur these are just dudes. That's going to be wild. That are going to fight. Uh, and if you would like to go to the event, it is this evening from 6 to 11 p.m., $25 general admission uh, and tables of 10 ringside, which includes beer and food, or 800 bucks. So... You get ten people together and chip in, and uh, you're good to go with that. So let me
3: tell you something. That lodge number five is awesome. Yeah, I it's mean, so it, nice, it, right? There. Yeah. it's just unbelievable.
4: So you get ten guys together. That's eighty bucks a head, and you get a night of boxing, drinks, and food.
3: Yep. Yeah, and all great stuff.
1: For eighty Easy. bucks
4: a head, and that's not bad.
1: All right. There's also another event I would like to plug, and it is the. Pirate Festival. Pirate Festival? On Saturday, September 21st. I got this from uh, Anna Glisson, who is the secretary and treasurer of the Marcus Hook Preservation Society. And it is the 21st from 11 to 6 p.m. at uh, Market Square Memorial Park in Marcus Hook. And it's a nonprofit organization. Uh, the community wide event brings folks from PA, Delaware, New Jersey, uh, their pirate encampment host pirate reenactors from up and down the eastern seaboard. They currently have five crews and three bands, and that's over 50 pirates in one park for one day. It's free of charge, free parking. Uh, the pirates demonstrate life in the colonial period with cooking, weaponry, candle making, spice making, knot tying, etc. all hands on for a full cultural experience. And it is uh, to bring awareness to the Marcus Hook history and the historic Plank House which is also known as Blackbeard's Mistress's House. I didn't know that. No, I That's didn't know where either. That's he Kept his hoochies? I guess so. It's uh, the the house which dates from the 1720s and they're working wow. on, on restoration. They're going to have food vendors, crafters, live music, live parrots, pony rides, fire engine rides, moon bounces, all kinds of stuff. And it says here this would be a great fall activity for Kathy too. <laughs> when yes, the hell I, what is this? What, this is it's on the 21st of yeah, this month. Yeah, it's
2: next weekend. Yeah. Um Are you I, going? No, I'm not going uh, because I have a wedding, but um, I did see this, and it looks like it's a pretty cool event.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to give a, a butt plug to that. And when when do we do your fall
2: activities? Oh, my gosh. After we get over the bitch box, okay. um, I will get the fall activities out.
3: Okay. Uh, they, now the the clamor for the fall activity list. So technically, we're not in fall. No. It'll to be the 21st. But we got yeah, to get ready.
6: We've got to get ready. Maybe our Friday, yeah. yeah. Can I give a plug as well, Preston? Or were you finished?
1: I got one more. Okay. Uh, Haunts for Heroes is an event that is coming up. I got this from Jackie at SNJ uh, Stable, and it is located in Franklinville, New Jersey, and it will be Saturday, October fifth. And it's to support their therapy program, uh, which is called Four Heroes, and it provides a family-friendly atmosphere to enjoy their farm and horses, as well as providing free riding. And mounted archery lessons.
3: Oh, dude! You can be on a horse, yeah. shooting
1: arrows, absolutely like a Mongol. Also, like a <laughs> Mongol.
4: Yeah, <laughs> for the very first time, I was historically like a correct. Mongol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where in your brain did that come from? <laughs> That's why they were so good in war and battle. Because, because they, they could do it from a map. We, we learned about that with the Fra- – yes. Thank you. You're, from, you are a learned fellow. The Franklin Institute yes. about Yes. No, I learned it from TV. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, we, they basically man, they mastered perfected, perfected the art of firing uh, arrows while on, on, a on a horse, horse okay. at full uh, speed. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: and it's a little piece of very valuable history
1: it says mounted archery lessons to our active and retired military uh expect horses games prizes candy and tons of fun so that's Saturday October 5th 4 to 9 p.m at the S&J stable on Sheridan Avenue in Franklinville New Jersey so there's a plug a Rooney for those guys too <laughs> what do you want
6: to hit Nick? Uh, I'm just gonna be laughing about mongols, the mongols like but tonight hey! there's- there's a, uh, an event. It's at the EOM, which I'm not familiar with, but it's an athletic um, club, and they are at 140 Moore Street in Philadelphia, PA, 19148. Uh, this is the McCloskey and Kubiak Scholarship Benefit. Uh, September, as you guys probably know, is National Suicide Prevention Month, and a lot of the money that they raise goes to uh, suicide prevention. So it's a great event. It's uh, from 7 to 11 tonight, uh, once again, at the EOM, 140 Moore Street in uh, Philadelphia. They're going to have tickets to the Eagles-Bears game, and apparently, according to this flyer, they're going to have assorted snacks there tonight. Whoa! Oh, yes. Yes. So, uh, I love you can assorted snacks. You, you can eat them on horseback, on <laughs> like, like a, like a Mongol. the Mongols. <laughs> Where is Trail Mix? So okay. that's it. That's tonight, 7-11 okay. the night seven eleven at EOM in Philly PA.
1: Uh, real quick, this is not a plug. This is an email that I got. It's from a guy named Chris who says, uh, "I want to let you know. I think it's a guy. I'm not sure." I wanted to know it, that I've been listening since I was in middle school. A few day, days ago, you guys talked about... Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> butthole! Butthole. <laughs> so I had a dream about you guys, which, long story short, was Steve uh, yelling, butthole. And I laughed myself up. I didn't wake up myself up. No, I was laughing myself up. And then I actually fell out of bed wow, when that great. happened. That's a uh, home run. And it says, Jerkman's Comp. Love you guys. <laughs> Sincerely, Chris. So it was because of... Have which guys- is now a, uh, a ringtone, a text tone, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, Available at com. Yes.
4: Have you guys ever either laughed or cried yourself awake? never cried myself awake. Oh my god yeah I have You were dreaming about the Mongols I was dream <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, scared Yeah Uh no but I have laughed so oh. hard in a dream that I have woken myself up and I really? have cried so hard in a dream that I've woken myself so up So what yeah. do you
3: remember what the uh what the laughing dream was No No the no. crying dream
4: I'm sure somebody died oh, In my okay. crying dream wow. yeah yeah Uh
1: I think I have laughed myself awake
3: before Yeah and I can't ever remember <laughs> crying myself awake you will be, normally
1: you cry yourself to sleep
3: you will be uh you've many times laid claim to um uh, just spontaneous laughing thinking about something that's happened on the show or, yes. or yeah and uh-huh. then that, that you have to explain to people around you what's happening i yeah. i get i will get fixated on <laughs> something and it and
1: then when you realize you're in a you're in a, in a scenario a surrounding whatever where laughing would be inappropriate yes and it becomes funnier
3: <laughs> right and it makes it worse it
1: makes it worse because yeah. you have to you got to stifle it so that does happen yeah. from time to time um we have a few minutes right yes Ooh.
3: yes unless William nelson is dialing that phone right now oh by the way tech says
1: very proud of you casey as i am a mongolian american oh, oh, well, oh you're the one to, to pass that along uh there was a reddit thread uh and I, I wanted to pose a question see if anybody can answer this what is the one rule you live your life by the one rule i mean and some of these these were these are on reddit so some of them were a little tongue in cheek but maybe just kind of uh, things that are that are you might share with your kids
3: you know like like this is a this is a rule you know like the one most salient piece of <laughs> which not advice or a good way to conduct your life it doesn't have to be would you call it a rule living your life I call it a rule
1: No, uh, so like here this one says life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how you react to it so that's kind that's of a rule. That's very good. That's very that's good, a, actually.
4: Is that a rule or a model?
1: That's the Mongol way of life. There's <laughs> another one that says try and learn something new every day. Or don't. So, so that's a that's pretty good one.
4: Wait, what was that so one? So here's
1: was... try and learn something new every day. Okay. Come on, um, I remember a friend told me about someone he knew that had this standing rule, which was why walk when you can ride, why stand when you can sit, and why sit when you can lay down? Did I, say oh. that? I was with the most lazy individual I've ever <laughs> I, met. I was just
2: gonna say that's not, not. These don't have to be
1: good. No, they, okay. but, but
3: to some people that might be <laughs> yeah. very good advice. Yes, to yes. the lazy that might be an inspiration. Be as, be as l-
1: Why exert any effort if you don't have At to? All. Is essentially what this person was saying. Wow. Here are a couple other examples. When offered a breath mint, take it. Mm. So that's another rule that
4: they live their life by. Do you think when you're offered a breath mint, it means something? Or it, This yes. piece of advice is is that it, it very well might.
2: So don't take the chance, just take the just breath take mint. Just take it. Yeah, yeah, same thing
3: with suppositories. Uh, yeah, when offered a suppository, like suppository take ooh. it. Ooh. I must have stinky ass. <laughs> 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 a
4: suppository is not an ass Oh Yes, they are. They're Towards minty some fresh. It yeah, might yeah, be. Yeah. I don't know. Mint. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's there's a commercial that runs all the time now where the, the it's it's usually on the cable channels. But it's the one woman saying this guy, this guy had horrible breath in it. And then I realized it was my breath. Have you seen that commercial? Mm-mm. OK, what? Yeah. Yeah. So her breath is so bad. It's blowing back on herself. I don't believe that That's what she said commercials yeah. never lie.
1: No, they never lie. Uh, how about this one? Here's another rule. Never go to a fast food restaurant in the last half hour. Uh, Of the restaurant being open? I guess that's what that means.
3: Yeah, just wait around back in the dumpster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They throw everything out.
1: I did hit a place uh, one night. I forgot where I was on the way back from, but I was starving. And I drove by and there was a Burger King and I'm like, well, I'm going to... And it was... Literally, they're open for three more minutes. Wow! And, and they I, love seeing people walk in. Well, whatever. I I felt kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, but the the manager was really cool. You know, I'm like, yeah. you guys almost out. There. He's like, yeah, no big deal. And so he gave me
3: uh, the burger. Here's a napkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah here. Well, uh, have you speaking of which, not to go off the rails on, on this, has anyone tried the Impossible Whopper?
4: No, no, okay. not yet. I don't. Just no. curious. Is
3: that, is that widely available yet? Yeah, I think it's at all the Burger Kings. There's things.
4: just not a lot of Burger Kings around here. There's only for for me. There's like two that I can go to. Hmm.
1: Uh, let me go to Bill, who wants to weigh in on a rule. Hey, Bill, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How are you
0: guys?
1: Good, Bill. So what's the rule that you like to live by?
0: I love to sing every day. I sing along to my iPod. You right, try to I, sing every day? I try Basically. to
3: sing out loud every day.
2: Wow. yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Thank yep. you. That's I think a good that's
2: got to be, I think I have, <clears throat> I must do that. Do you yeah. worry
3: if it's not good enough to hear?
4: No, it's no, still
2: Just sing, sing a Not song. Just sing a song? Yeah, yeah, that's oh,
4: There are some songs, Kathy, that we play <laughs> that I. Sing I can, a song. I can guarantee that you will sing along without even knowing that you're yeah, doing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I think tonic, that that's
2: probably a lot of it. Is yeah. You don't even realize you're singing, but you are.
4: Yeah, Tonic, if, uh, if you could only see, is one that the second it comes on, you'll Space be sitting paid, there, told- you'll, you'll be doing your work and, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it. I mean, I, like, I personally, I, I dig it. And, I, and I, I'm i like,
2: oh, you're well, oh, just going to sing.
4: Space People is one that I always they have a sing with.
2: So hey, away. on that
4: on that
1: note uh, with the Sing Every Day, Casey, do you think at some point in every day you'll do a little dance? Ooh. Make a little love?
4: Get you know, down get down Yeah. You know,
1: um, yeah. I don't at, know. At some point, I almost I do some every sort day, of...
4: I see Casey do some yes. kind of a little <laughs> yeah. dance. <I'm> like, what? <laughs> oh, man. I uh, I cracked my kids up so bad the other day. Uh, my <laughs> And, I, like, when I get, like, a real laugh out of them, it, like, makes me feel Success. so good. Yeah. 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 But I forget what I was doing. But my Seamus and Avery... Um, for days after that would do it and try and get me to do it again. But You, you don't remember what it was? Oh, I re- no, I remember the dance move. Yeah. It's the Michael Jackson uh, throw oh, a dance Oh, yeah. And like dance. yeah. 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 But, like, I yeah. mean, I I did it out of nowhere, and I can't remember why I did You're it. You're out I, wake. Well, it was kind of like they were expecting something else. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's very serious. And then you go like this.
1: <laughs> and <Okay>. my son... <laughs> It's the shimmy from side to side thing with your
4: head moving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I think all the zombies do it in, yep. in Thriller. And, I mean, belly laughed. I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I felt, you know, Steve, you're a stand-up comedian. Like, when you get that, like, it's, real-deal it's belly very laugh.
3: Profess- and get- making kids laugh yeah.
4: is a lot of fun. And the best part is my oldest was uh, facing away from me, so she didn't see it at all. Yeah. And she was trying to get me to do it again. I'm like, sorry, man, I can't. Like, Moment's gone. Moment's gone. One mm-hmm. time only. Daddy could. doesn't love you at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think maybe try to do a little
3: dance
1: move every day. I
3: think so.
6: anything that, that, is, that leads you in a positive mindset mm-hmm. is, is, a, is good advice. My dad has one that uh, he's started to incorporate over the last 10, 15 years, which is uh, have a great laugh and a great cry every day. Huh. Great cry every day? He really? Well, he's gotten much more emotional in his older years. Wait, no, no, Listen, I
5: was, no. I was talking to my
6: friend.
1: Uh, we went out with a group uh, dinner the other night. I was talking to my friend who was next to me. I was like, you know what? I think that... Uh, I the, very the, there is very rarely a day goes by that I don't shed a tear for a moment, and that's uh. a good thing. And it it can be a movie, it can be a music, it can be seeing something touching online, a great story, or thinking about my kids or whatever it might be. But I I I will almost every day have a moment where I kind of. If you go into that now, it's usually it's not out of depression or anything like that.
2: (laughs)
6: It's being in touch with
2: your sadness. Don't ever pass up an alcoholic beverage, (laughs) (laughs) right, guys?
3: Every day. Well, you know that when you, if you can tap into that emotion, and and, and it's it's sometimes I I I there are things that I will purposely watch for that because it's it's emotional and it, it, it makes you feel tapped into the greater human drama. The hard part about it, though, is if it happens to be. Like if I'm watching a movie and
1: my kids are yes. in the same room and I will I will try to impart to the, them the emotional impact this is going on and I'll I'll try to speak Great. while I'm crying. <laughs> you know, you don't. I'll be like yeah. you know yeah. I'll be like it's a very beautiful thing that person says. <laughs> you know, I mean it's just like yeah. my yeah. voice starts breaking, <laughs> I'm really embarrassed that I'm doing that. But I also want them to see as well that number one it's okay to be emotional. Tommy Boy sold all those
4: carpets.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Yo, I cried. Tommy, Tommy Boy half a
3: Half a million brake
4: There are a couple of sat like, dude. The Tommy, that gets, gets me every time. His dad. Tommy, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna miss like
3: I'm Wingy. Like, oh, that part. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Tommy, yeah Tommy, oh, no, Tommy even Tommy in Dumb yeah. and
4: Dumber, when he's like, "I'm sick and tired of having nobody," I was like, "Oh my God, Lloyd, I feel you."
5: Somebody, We're gonna go but
4: ask. they even make fun of it that where he's just he having
3: that. a
1: full <laughs> blow. But Nick, somebody somebody said not that long ago uh about uh getting older and getting in touch with your emotions yeah. that and and I think this makes sense to me that the older you get, the more you realize how fragile life is and how important it is and yeah. that mm, it it can impact you about, you know, this is a special moment I shouldn't I stop it. Now, come on. This For is a the special moment. The classic Tuesdays with Preston. <laughs> <laughs> The Friday edition. Yeah, Friday edition. Now on Friday. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Starring Frank. He's been dead for a couple days now.
6: (laughs) Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna see my dad this weekend in Colorado, and I'm gonna see both of my brothers. And I guarantee you, there will be a lot of tears shed by my dad every day, and it'll be it'll, it'll be stuff that. Wouldn't make anybody else cry, but I, I think uh, that it's nice. Your son has an abnormally large. <laughs> <head>. <laughs> oh, he'll no. hear crap on the. You know what, Steve? He'll listen to this show and it'll make him laugh his ass off. Yeah, and then uh, and then he'll think about something that uh, that is good and that'll make him cry. And it's just <laughs> it's nice. But
3: then a young nurse came into the room.
6: <laughs> I am Kathy
3: Romano. <laughs>
1: God, your head's
5: ugly. <laughs> <laughs> sounds it about right. so big?
3: <laughs>
1: uh, All right, let me let me go. What are some ah, yes. callers and what they want to uh jump in on? This is a common theme. I'll go to George because he was the first in one to call in with this. Hey George, good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, man. Hey, sorry to bother you, bitches it <laughs> Yeah, it's all <laughs> right, it's okay.
1: bitch. So uh what's a, what's a, a rule you try to live your life by?
0: Hey man, I, I, I believe that one good one is do on to others as you would have them do on to you.
1: Of course. Or unto you, yes, yeah.
3: Exactly. Unto, uh, unto, or unto do you. it all over them before they do it all over you. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. uh, that no. That's a, that's a good, and that's an, an age one, old axiom. It's one of the best. Yes, it really is. And and if you can, if you can remember that at the right moment, it's uh, that's the hard part about. Yes. it. Yes. What would you What would you like? You know, and and remember, you know, take everyone on on that basis. You'll do a lot better. I, I try to be good about reminding myself of that
1: in a moment where I have a choice to make where I can either be snarky or do, you know right, what I mean? Right. And go, wait a minute, dude, waste of time, yeah. waste of time, waste of your energy. Don't worry about it. And, the, uh, and, I, and I wouldn't like to be hard. treated that way.
3: It's a hard life lesson to learn that it it, is. expending energy on on things like that is such a waste. Sometimes. Here Other is a... And, and, so and this is... Except for you are going out to lunch with Chuck.
2: <laughs> then. Then.
1: This is a common theme, and this ties into doing to others of sorts. I'll go to Adam. There's a number of people calling with this, uh, with this as well, but he's the one I'm going to go to. Hi, Adam.
8: How's it going? You guys are the best.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What do you live uh, your life by? Don't
8: sweat the petty stuff.
1: Yeah. And don't pet the sweaty stuff. Oh. oh. I haven't heard it put that way before. Huh. Don't
3: pet the sweaty stuff. Exactly.
1: Okay.
8: I like yeah, don't
3: sweat the petty stuff.
8: stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Unless don't, you're Tom Petty. Don't sweat the exactly. small stuff is another one that you have to remind yourself of. And I I try to do that, too. You know, I'll have a moment where I'm starting to really get worked up about something. I'm like, reality check. What? Do you really need to be? There used to be a thing when uh, when my kids were younger and, uh, you know, when... If we, had, if we had some anger issues... Oh, dude. <laughs> if we had some anger issues... It would. We would ask the question: Is it a big deal? Yeah. And if you can answer the question, no, it's not a big deal. Then you can reel back that that anger. Sometimes you know.
3: Well, yeah, and like or the frustration. Therapist, you know, and my wife and I had gone a couple of times to, to that. It's it's it, you know it's do you, do you want is this the, a risk you want to take? In other words, is this is this something worth taking it to the next level for? Mm-hmm. Is and, and when you. St- even just the process of taking a pause usually allows you to self diffuse the situation because nine times out of ten, no, it's not even remotely worth getting into some because you, we hear stories all the time about once you 've gone, once you 've gotten out of the car mm-hmm. and like the other guy's out of the car, and it, you know it escalates into this thing that ends up with a horrible situation, you could have stopped it. Hey, Can't go back at certain point. Here's a great text,
1: and right. this is one that I that I, I really like to try to follow up on. Is smile and say hi to a stranger.
3: I do that all the time, every day, all the time. When I go, I uh, when I go on my hikes or I'm walking around, you know, it's such a pleasant thing. And yes. where where I live now, I get it back all the time. You know, I, I, I people and you almost see a lot of times people will be surprised. I'll, I'll say hi, how are you? And you know, and just passing, good afternoon or whatever. But just that little gesture is a connection that does mean a lot. And well, often, of course, I'll, how oh.
6: often do you have your machete when you're doing that? The machete's in the woods.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have yeah. to, man. Have okay. to clear. Have to clear. They have to clear that rugged territory there.
2: Yeah. Well, the past however many months here, I mean, we see strangers every day walking in now. There's a lot more people here in the morning when we get yeah. here because of all of the construction. Yeah. You know, and I say hi do, to do you know at least a... you know five people on my way in now. A nice
3: gesture, Preston. I'm sure you do it. Is in the in the men's room, you push the stall open.
2: Hi. Hi, how you doing? How you doing?
1: How are you? What you kind you of a day are you, you, you having?
3: You, like you, you sort of lean on the edge of the stall. How he, you doing? Hey. Here's here's the more are you are you are you making a, a poo-poo? <laughs> here's Are you? Are you having a poo? Have you started yet? <laughs> have you started your poo yet? <laughs> <laughs> your poo. <laughs>
1: here's a here's a, a minor moral conundrum that I've been having lately with all these new faces in the building around right right. here. Uh, So we have, you know, major construction work going on. And there are people who listen to our show and who know we are who we are and will use my first name. Hey, Preston, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, my God, have I met this person yet or not? Because you guys know me with faces and names. There's so many people here that I, I don't feel like saying what's your name you know because i may have already met them a few times and i but i've never bothered to ask your name so finally there's this guy that sits out front every morning and says hi to me and finally the other day i'm like what's your name man i see every day his name is bill
3: he's a super nice guy right he's a big listener to the show and i'm glad i finally asked him what his name was a lot of times i'll even if i don't can't remember the name i'm very good with with the uh with with faces and yeah. and, and and people understand that so you know and and it's it, you're right it's okay to say i'm sorry i, f- I forgot your name yeah. or it's
4: also it's okay to call him chief or buddy or Pat. or uh, roast beef or, or uh, brodozer okay. that gets <laughs> yeah. old after a while though yeah. no that's why you gotta switch it up oh yeah. okay
3: yeah,
4: yeah. buddy chief man yeah.
3: mr brodozer dude
4: you know what you should do is like, uh, like just ha- every day of the week should be a different one, right? So like, oh, uh, Monday. Mon- Monday, is Chief Day, right? Yeah. Hey, what's up? The- and so everybody's Have chief a rotation. Yes. yeah, my main Mongol. That's a that pretty one's good like idea. A, that one would stand out a little too much. <laughs> You're
3: probably right. That's Chief different. is one that I, I never quite. Hey, Chief. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh,
1: let's see. Let's go to Shane. Hi, Shane. You're on the air.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning.
1: Good morning. So what do you live by? What's that rule?
4: So I got a quote by Mark Twain. It's uh, life is short. Break
7: the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that makes you smile.
3: Hmm. okay that's actually has some some nice little uh yeah nuggets of truth in there very true nice
1: shane appreciate it man that's a good one
0: all right gentlemen enjoy the rest of
1: your day you too all right let me go to uh tucker hey tucker Tucker. good morning (laughs) (laughs) what's up man
0: um not not much good good to hear from you um never pass on an opportunity to hug or tell your children you love them
3: yeah the problem is when you do it to other people. Yeah. And I found that out yeah. in the mall a few times. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. I love you guys. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> You're growing up so fast. Who are you?
1: It's true. I, I have some advice for uh, parents as well, because recently, like Steve Vassalotti, our uh, contemporary here at the radio, at the uh Uh, The company uh, just had a baby. Joe was in here, intern Joe, former intern Joe, with his baby. And, you know, when you have babies, um, you go crazy with pictures and video and stuff like that. And you should. You definitely should. But I've realized that there's a chunk of time that has passed by that I didn't get enough audio and video of my children. It's the toddler years. And because now my daughter is growing like a weed. She's, you know, she's like five foot six yeah. and she has grown out of little girldom. Do you have, and, you and don't have enough video? I of have it? some, yeah. but I don't have enough of maybe recording us just sitting down and talking and having a conversation or a That's
3: a good idea. What
1: that dynamic was like. Because like Knight was saying earlier, M. Night Shyamalan, you'll never forget how much you love your children and, and the things you did together, but you may forget the details of what that. Um, interaction, sure, is like, yeah, and you should hang on to some some reminders of
3: that. And you can, I mean, honestly, I, you're much more comprehensive when it comes to um, keepsakes and things of that nature than I am. But I like, for example, I just happened on um, the uh, the photo app for for Mac. They'll take sometimes uh, when you go to the app itself, pictures under a certain category, which it will now it'll now take the time to sort them out for you at the top there's a bigger picture that actually plays as a movie it'll take all oh, the cool. pictures in that folder and run through it and I'm like it is it is wild it it's, it is cool you know but the one thing you don't want to do and I think the you want to fight the urge to you know, be living through the camera and not just enjoying the moment for what yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been, uh, I know we got to wrap it up. Kathy, I've been crafting a lot lately. I've been mixing, sh- making shadow boxes.
2: Oh, okay, good. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll bring you up the speed on that okay. one. Whoa, don't make them too big. There's, there's some really good calls. I'm going to mention them quickly, and we should put something up on social media where people, people can contribute to something like that. But our buddy Ra, who we love talking to, yeah, but rah. we don't have time, says find something good about your naked self every day. Yeah. That's but, a great my idea. My balls. <laughs> Jim says, say a prayer every morning. Uh, Bill says, treat people nicely no matter how bad of a day you're having. Yes. Uh, Here's another one. Nikki says, be thankful for what you have and not sad for what you don't have. These are great. Great pieces of advice. Yeah, you know, it's you a good know what?
3: piece of advice. A, a, a commentator that I listen to always says it's 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 a moral obligation to be happy yeah. because you spread happiness that way. Okay. And
4: um, let's spread this happiness into the weekend. Marcevici is telling me that this is all over uh, social media, so uh, press to Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Beautiful. Um, read it and, and spread some more good words. Love it. Yeah.
1: All right, we need to take a break. Let's spread some uh, food love. I'm going to give away a fifty dollar gift card from our friends at the Pop In Restaurant and Bar. At, uh, they're located in uh, Chalfan, uh 4th North Main Street. Uh, so let's take call number eight at 215 263 WMMR. Sundays they have brunch. You can have everybody's favorite foods, waffle stuffed French toast, an array of wow. eggs, bacon, and much, much more. If you're a big kid on the inside, you're going to love all the pop culture, all the superheroes and stuff that they have in this restaurant, pop in bar and restaurant. 215 263 WMMR. We'll be
0: right back. The President Steve Show podcast. <laughs> Ninety-three-three WMMR, everything that rocks.
1: We are going to do the Bizarre File, then we should have uh, Chevy Chase on, so let's get to it. Now,
0: <laughs> WMMR presents
1: bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Our Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Deeds and Watson Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deeds and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. A map of the best delis in the city earn prizes like t-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. Officers from Sweden's National Bomb Squad put a preschool in lockdown on Tuesday because one of the little kids brought a uh, grenade to school. Hey, the old
3: grenade to school.
1: Yeah, staff at the kindergarten in in the southern Swedish city of Krististan... You forgot your grenade. uh, ...called the police after discovering the suspicious item in the evening after children left for the day. Uh, Police realized it was a grenade and (laughs) decided they should call the bomb squad. (laughs) Uh, detonation experts, uh, assessed the device and de- they deemed it too dangerous to move. A lot of times you hear they're inert. This one was the real deal. Oh my deal. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was then dismantled in a controlled environment at the kindergarten. The child had found the ammunition in a field used by the military for training exercises. That's a great place to play. Yeah. Isn't it though? <laughs> Go play in the bomb field. Yeah. Uh, a 47 year old woman from Sacramento, California is in a coma after using face cream. What? Oh, yeah. wow. The woman stumbled into Can the ER. She applied it with a hammer? The e- <laughs> That might put you in a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The woman <laughs> stumbled into the ER earlier this summer with slurred speech and complained of numbness in her face and hands. Uh, soon after, she slipped into a semi comatose state. And she had been in that state for weeks. Wow. Health officials say that they've tracked the cause back to mercury poisoning from the face cream that she bought in Mexico.
3: Oh, the, man, yeah.
1: The unidentified woman's son said in an interview that his mom went to the hospital in July. Doctors asked for a list of all the cosmetics she used and sent them out for test. And it was discovered she used a Pons-branded cream. Pons is a
3: name brand. Yeah, Yeah, that
1: is used to lighten skin and remove wrinkles and dark spots Contained high levels of methylmercury, a poisonous variety of mercury. Less than 20 micrograms of mercury per liter of blood is normal, but she had more than 2,600 micrograms per liter. Uh, the company issued a statement noting that it does not use mercury in its products and promising to work closely with all authorized retailers to be sure the products remain intact and safe for use for shipment to uh, shelf. That's wild, man. Uh, let's see. All right. Here we go. A 37-year-old Delaware woman who had no idea she was pregnant gave birth to a baby girl in the toilet. Yes, I saw this. Yeah. Carla Colazzo, who had been uh, trying to get pregnant for years, said back in August she started having severe back pains. While she was in the bathroom, she called her
3: sister-in-law for help. And doctors had told her she wouldn't be able to have kids.
1: Yes. Yeah, so her sister-in-law, Alexandra Santos, said it just happened so fast; everything just came out. She said that uh, she yelled for Calazo to open her legs to see <laughs> to see what was going on. A d- dramatic recreation. And they were both shocked to discover that she was giving birth to a baby girl. That's insane. Santos uh, called the paramedics who coached her through the process. She said that she has a she has a placenta in her hand and I have a baby in my hand. She was freaking out and I'm telling her that we have a baby. Uh, we have to save her. Colazo said that she hadn't gained any weight during her pregnancy. And although her ankles swelled up, she thought it was because that she had been on her feet all day. And she'd been told she couldn't have them. <clears throat> and there, there you are. Uh, she explained, I was just in shock. Uh, she named the baby Amora Rose. Uh, who weighed just over two pounds? Uh, so she was taken to the hospital, and she's been gaining weight and doing very well. Uh, Calazo said the baby will be coming home in a few weeks. You hear weeks.
3: stories like that, and, and and you know people, you know the and I. If you look at this woman, she's not ridiculously large where it would go unnoticed, but it was just it was crazy. Well, the baby was only two pounds. Yeah. well, oh, there you go. Oh, so wow. you know, yeah. They
1: yeah. Uh, sometimes they're, they they come in underweight like that. And yep. they just, they, for some reason, their body doesn't react quite like most women do when they get pregnant. Uh, let's see. We'll do one more story, and then we'll wrap it up. Zoo Bar, a bar in Lincoln, Nebraska, recently received a very bizarre confession letter in the mail. The letter was a confession from an anonymous person who apologized for breaking their bar sign 45 years ago, <laughs> and so they sent them $500.
2: Oh, my God. This it, it came it out of weighed
1: nowhere.
3: on their minds or consciousness for, uh... Yeah, the bar owner, 45 years. The
1: bar owner was shocked because the sign hadn't been recently damaged. The The letter read, 45 years ago, I broke the zoo bar sign. Here's my restitution. And the envelope apparently had no return address on it. Pete Waters, the bar owner, uh, wonders what made him want to make amends now. He said, did this really torment them all that long, or is it something else that inspired them to do that? Waters has owned the bar for 18 years and started working at the bar 33 years ago as a bartender. Uh, the owner at the time, as the that the sign breaking incident had taken place, had passed
3: away. You know what it could be is that when you, you make amends when you are getting sober, and yeah, you you try to make restitution for things that you've done in the past. It could be that maybe. Although Waters has no clue who wrote the letter,
1: he'd like to thank him. He said uh, it's really humbling to know that somebody cared enough to uh, about this place that they wanted to make it right. <laughs> That's wild. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, it might be that Steve. Yeah, I, I never really considered that. All right, and there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, uh, this this thing took place 45 years ago, breaking that sign. Uh, Caddyshack came out in 1980, and I was just doing the math on my hands here, yeah. and I'm like, that was almost 40 years ago.
3: Yeah. I'm like... That's not possible. You know no, what I mean? <laughs> because it seems, it seems timeless. It does. Uh, and so much it of abs- what our next guest has done <laughs> is that... Uh, we. Uh, and I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about uh, about uh, Chevy Chase. We're going to talk to him in a second. But the, uh, the the fact is that throughout the year, he brings... Uh, you know, for the work he's done, it brings enjoyment on so many levels throughout the year. And we constantly reference mm-hmm. his movies.
1: Have been. For, always. For almost 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the Borgata... We'll be presenting Chevy Chase Presents Caddyshack, and it's on Saturday, September 28th uh, at 8 p.m. Take us through the Borgata.com. Ladies and gentlemen, to talk about it, we have Chevy Chase. Yeah! yeah. And we welcome him to the show. Good morning, Chevy.
0: Good morning.
1: Hey, so we were just, and you know. Thank
0: you for that reception.
1: Oh, certainly, sir. Uh, so we were just, Good you know. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about the. The length of time and how timeless this particular film is. How fresh in your mind is Caddyshack all these years later? Because you've done so much work since then.
0: Oh, you know, it's not an it's not an easy one to forget. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I, I there were so many elements that meant a great deal to me. One was working with Harold Ramis and uh, Brian D'Oliveira uh, with the writing of it. And then the rewriting and rewriting. And, uh, another was having Harold direct it. Uh, he was wonderful and it, it made a big difference. And also the actors. I mean, look at Ted Knight it was remarkable, uh, to, to hold on to a character like that all the way through. Uh, when everybody else was going nuts, <laughs> you, you know, just brilliant. Um, and Rodney, uh, Rodney had no idea what he was doing.
3: Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the word. And 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 I I assume you can validate and verify that is that he was he was actually coming from stand up was was nervous about being on a set, not getting that immediate feedback, and and everyone was sort of saying, no, no, it, it's it's working. But he was he was very unsure of how it was progressing. Is that true?
0: I don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I, I never, I never really trusted myself to ask Rodney such a question. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, is it progressing or isn't it? Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I, I guess he was nervous, and and given his uh, enemy uh, played by Ted, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a worthwhile investment. Investment
3: <laughs> yeah yeah well it was Harold Ramis's directorial debut, correct that was the first time he'd ever do di- I think he referred to it as a as a six million dollar film directing course or whatever the the budget for the movie was and uh and it was just yeah, well, and the original focus was more actually on the caddies itself, the caddies yes. themselves I should say because Brian Doyle Murray had been a uh, a, a caddy and yeah. and, and yet it so at Bill oh as yeah. well okay oh, yeah. Yeah and, and then it, and then it it shifted. Um so this was this was the sort of there was a a big anticipation because this was the the crew with uh with the uh, Doug Kenny after Animal House. So do you, any any rec? is there one particular recollection that stands out and cuts through all these years that that immediately comes to mind when you think of Caddyshack?
0: Well, uh, Doug Kenny. Uh, yeah. He he was the producer uh one of a couple. And um uh, you know, uh, there was a time when we were promoting the movie after having shot it. Uh, at, we were at Dangerfields, at the club that uh, Rodney had, and um, it was a uh, you know late morning, and we were uh, all the cast there was being asked uh, you know questions and answers, et cetera. And um, uh, I noticed Doug was at a table. Uh, sort of at the end of the room, but not very far, about 20 feet. But um he had his head, uh oh, you know how you would fold your arms on the table and then put your head down? Right. <laughs> like you're in class. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he, I, he could be sleeping or he could be <laughs> doing his homework, you know. <laughs> right. In any case, um, that was Doug. And I felt strongly that this is one of the uh, greatest uh, inventors in the world with with the, the national lampoon and uh that, that was an incredible uh, achievement and and here he was um, down on himself so i then t- chalked that up to uh, uh you know angst and right uh, maybe drugs i didn't know but um, um it, 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 he uh, and i i took him to Hawaii, where I banged him. That, no. I,
3: I him. That's a part of a story I've not heard. But no, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It's it's long been known. Sorry,
9: heavy
0: chase man. That he had. Anyway, I took him there. Uh, yeah, go ahead. In, in an effort to straighten him out, and me too. Yeah. But uh, so we went to. Uh, Big, beautiful hotel in, uh, La, I guess it was Lahaina.
1: Or? Yeah, sure. That's on Maui, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh we, we were stayed there and played endless tennis and, uh, you know, try to get it all in. <laughs> I just, uh, really look at the bright side of life as opposed <laughs> to the dark. And, uh, you know, a funny thing happened, um, I don't know how funny it is, but, you know, we we had rooms ac- across from each other that, uh, way up in the, I don't know what floor, 18th or whatever. The point is that uh, we were uh, like, um, what's his name in Friends uh, across the hall? I oh, uh,
3: Chandler and Ross and uh, Joey. Joey. Joey,
0: yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, I, at one point. Uh, said, okay, I'll be there in a minute. And, um, I took my boots off and put them right at the edge of the terrace looking down. And, and, and then I, I, I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Side yeah, and left his shoes right at the edge and his glasses. No way. Oh the God. edge of the, yeah.
3: You know, you know what's, uh, uh, Chevy, is that over the years, I mean, from the beginning, I remember, you know, as a fan of the Nash Lampoon and the Nash Lampoon Radio, when I discovered oh, that. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Loved it. You? Michael Donahue was the producer of that and, of course, one of the greatest writers we'll ever have had. Uh, he, he also, we got him on SNL, and uh he was a great writer uh, but he uh he was he was tough too he was he? He, he yeah in the sense that he he knew if it wasn't funny and that, that was that and, and you no know, he he was a brilliant mind and uh i loved him he he, he died uh, like at 57 or something i mean very young uh, but he'd been uh accustomed to having uh uh, what do you call it? Headaches, not, but um, the worst kind, like migraines. migraines yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And uh, apparently he he woke up in the night, and he and Cheryl were living together, and he said, um, "Oh my," blank, and I, I'm not even going to say, it, but uh, he had a terrible headache, and uh, shortly after, he just.
3: Passed away mm. he was one of, so with with that collective with that group and, I, and you guys you guys and and, and women as well with uh, and beats and and uh, gilda Radner, you 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 brought in this 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 changing comedy i think you know there were people before that that i thought were uh, ernie kovacs for example would be one where you know they were just like changing things
0: dramatically and and um and you know kovacs that, that, that's a when i won um uh, uh, some Emmys for the show. Uh, you know, I, I, I thank Ernie Kovacs uh, in front of... Uh,
3: yeah, it, it, a lot of people are not familiar, but, I mean, he, he took a lot of... It in, in, he, he was very inventive, and you guys were doing things. I remember that, that Radio which, I mean, Nash Lampoon, obviously, was... was uh, Everyone moved over to SNL and created that. You created the Weekend Update. But all of that stuff, All could you sense at that time that this, this shift in comedy was taking place because also Preston, you remember movies like the groove tube and sure. stuff.
0: The, these... Yeah. I, I have to say, uh, that was my big, uh, experience up to then, uh, was that I'd been doing for about four or five years, uh, a groove tube and, uh, and, and the boob tube and all, you know, all those, uh, uh, you know, with Ken Shapiro. Right. And the guys, uh, and uh so I really had a good sense of how to play to the television' because that's what we did we you, you went to a theater and you saw a television you can't see it at home. you pay two fifty and you, you <laughs> see very funny television
3: well you you were you were doing you were you were there was now a bulk of pop culture to lampoon, and you guys were, were doing it and um and then it was it was off and running um when when you got s n l in those those first formative years um you know, and obviously you, you were the the breakout star. Did you, were you able to sense the sort of tectonic shift or did you, did it come to you later? I mean, was it almost immediate? What was your, what was your takeaway from your initial experience with SNL? What kind of shift was that? (laughs) A a Tectonic.
0: (laughs) Tectonic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, gin and tonic. A gin and, <laughs> let's call it a gin and tonic. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the fact is, uh, I, I guess I sensed it. But uh, how could I not sense something when I when I had just gone as a uh, maybe the head writer at first at, 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 on SNL, right? And uh, and moved from that to being a big star. I mean, that's uh, not something I expected. And. Uh, even, uh, But I've certainly made use of it.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I really, Chevy, I really enjoyed uh, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, which was on Netflix uh, a year or so ago, and it was Will Forte starred as uh, Kenny. And um, Joel McHale portrayed you, and I know you and Joel have uh, worked together a lot over the years. Did you see it, and what did you think of his performance as you?
0: Well, uh, it didn't move me. Uh, I. I <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I didn't like the idea that you know I'm actually taller than Will Forte. Will is that his name?
6: Yeah, Will. Will was playing Doug Kenny, and uh, yeah, and Joel was playing you.
0: Oh wait, uh, Will Forte. Uh, <laughs> right, it's a different Will. I was thinking of another guy. Will Ferrell. Yeah, never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> guess, uh, it, it's just ex- exhausting to have to. Answer questions about this guy who got 24 million a picture, (laughs) Uh, and and wasn't funny. What the hell? Right. (laughs) But but back to Joel McHale. (laughs) Did you? But Joel um, called me and asked if it'd be okay with me if he played me. Oh. I said, let me explain something, Joel. Uh, You don't have to call anybody (laughs) (laughs) when you're an actor. Just do it.
5: Uh, Just do it. uh,
0: Uh, so he he did it. Uh, I mean, in any case, uh, it wasn't particularly fulfilling. You know uh, it, that particular thing.
1: Okay, uh, Chevy. I had read, and I don't know if if there's truth to it or not. That there uh, might be another Fletch film in the works. Is that rumor? Is that true? And if so, are you involved?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there might be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I I can't say for a fact. That there will be uh, although it's a very good idea to to me i I love the idea of doing another fletch because in fact fletch was just me you know right. winging it, and uh, uh that, so that good made it so so much fun to do.
1: Um, I was curious about, you know, looking at, uh, at, at the film Caddyshack, which if you're just tuning in, Chevy Chase is going to be uh, presenting uh, the film at the Borgata coming up on Saturday, September 28th. And I would rank, I, I was trying to, t- in my mind, rank films because we live in a day and age of remakes and reboots. There's a lot of that that's been going. A lot of old uh, ideas are being rehashed with the same yeah, char- yeah. characters, the whole thing. But I see, and, and movies we've been talking about, Animal House, Caddyshack. And the Mel Brooks films, I think, are untouchables. I think that I just don't
5: see. Yeah, you
0: can't really uh, remake Mel. I mean, that's yeah. uh, He he is own man, and he a very funny man, uh, extremely funny. And it was uh, uh, I likened him to uh, to me too in a certain way, Uh, like we just said, whatever came to her mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, uh, uh, watching, he's a funny guy, you
1: know. Watching uh, outtakes from some of the Mel Brooks films, I had no idea how much of that was spur of the moment improv, just trying stuff out. And it seems like you guys were having
3: fun with that on
1: Caddyshack yeah, as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: but that's, again,
0: you, you have a. When, you know, Bill and I had that scene in the Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there, it wasn't written. Nobody. Yeah. It was just uh, Harold and Doug Kenny. <laughs> said uh, you know we got to have a scene with those two because it was we were good and uh, and uh, we wanted to do that i'm yeah. sure uh, at least i, I think Bill did. anyway uh, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who took who took the lead in those improvs was it uh, i'm going to well, start this and so you it follow depended.
0: me i mean here it was uh, basically you have to say um Harold <laughs> in the okay. sense that you know he he directed it, and he put it together, and yeah, uh, Bill and I improvised a great deal in that. "Pond uh, would be good for you,", you yeah. know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it just came out.
1: It's great, <laughs> uh, and and that line is is used all these years later by people like myself all
3: the time. It, it's such a quoted movie, yeah. and it still remains. You know, outside of the realm of people who who, who are. Uh, uh, golf aficionados, it just transcends everything, and and those uh, you know. Even I think people who have not even seen the movie can quote lines yeah. from it because it just becomes <laughs> part of the pop culture. If
4: you have seen the movie and you golf, you have never played around the golf without saying <laughs> a line from the movie. It's yeah. it's virtually oh, yeah. impossible.
0: I don't. I'm not a golfer, so I wouldn't know. But, <laughs> well, how how I just know that I'm very bad at it. I play with Bill once in a while. He's uh, already at the ninth tee. You know when I'm uh, working on two. Yeah. So, you know, this is a nice scene, Bill.
3: So, yeah. well, yeah. Chevy, what, what can people expect when they uh, when they come out to uh, to see see the screening at the Borgata? I think this is for many. This is going to be a, a great opportunity. Uh, w- w- what do you What do you plan on doing? How is the evening going to proceed?
0: Um. Well, first, uh, first I'm going to get
6: paid. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. That's probably a good
0: idea. All right. Bye. <laughs> no,
6: You're half kidding.
0: Uh, first, I'm going to get paid. No, um, <laughs> it should be fun because I've done it before uh, recently, and I'm going to do it for this whole year. I'm going to go places and talk. And uh, have fun. And uh, here <clears throat> we're going to show the picture of Caddyshack, yeah. which we did in Rochester and in Denver and other places. And uh, then I'll be available to answer questions and and uh, and to lie
3: <laughs> and to lie. Well, it, it, <laughs> listen, it's it's a home run for many people who are just massively uh, committed to this movie. It's a it's a it's a yeah, it's a great you know, opportunity. it's
0: amazing. I I I really. Had forgotten, but you know, I stepped on that stage recently at, I guess it was Denver, but the place just went wild. Of course, standing ovation, like you know, really, I'm, I'm not Marlon Brando, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it was uh, remarkable to me that people were still reacting that way. <clears throat> Loved it.
1: Uh, Chevy with the with the improv one one of the scenes that I do love in the film and I was always fascinated by, of your ability to be able to do it with your mouth is the na 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 right right I'm
5: kind of, sure right
1: uh, and it was so weird when you were doing that was that an idea of yours?
0: I was yeah, hoping you I would do, do it. that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but did, is that something While you I'm brushing?
1: Is, is that something you did around the set and Ramus was like, We should put that in somewhere.
0: No. Uh okay. it happened uh, uh the scene was uh, written for uh Ty Webb to be um pretty cool and, uh, as a golfer and uh and also not care a lot. Okay. And and uh when it's st- when the scene started and i was taking these odd shots yeah. i decided i'll get down on my belly and do it like a pool thing you know yeah that that uh concept was like steve what's his name uh six in in the six million dollar steve man. austin yeah oh with his thinking about i was thinking about how idiotic that thing is <laughs> it, you know, it was. had a shot of Steve Austin running <laughs> in slow motion, and he's he's just running. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, 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 <laughs> behind yeah. it is no 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 na 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 na. na, na. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, he must be going much faster. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: that's you're excellent. exactly right. It wow. was to depict someone running incredibly fast. They had them running incredibly slowly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- uh, that's that's hilarious. Uh, I wanted.
0: What was that about the money? <laughs> You're getting paid, man.
3: You're getting paid. He heard $6 million. Oh. I wanted to bring up your movie, the which is I saw the trailer last night on Netflix for The Last Laugh um, with Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, tell us about that. No. <laughs> you refused to tell us. It seemed like you were having a good time.
0: I, I, I think it was a very well-written Um and fun to make. Um, the writer was also the director. Yeah, Greg and and um, a very bright guy and a very s- smart. And uh, did a very good job for first time director too. <clears throat> just like Harold was. Well, it, uh, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Drey,
1: Dreyfus does not like Bill Murray. I no? remember. Yeah, we remember we had that. Clip oh, they just recently. Yeah, from, about the. What about Bob? What about Bob? About yeah, how he was just very very mean to him. I don't know if he mention that to you at all who uh richard Richard dreyfus uh was uh head
0: oh yeah i've heard that yeah i heard that bill beat him up yeah that's (laughs) the word really mean to him and and bob Goldway too another guy uh he beat up well that's a little billy Billy has a a a little trouble (laughs) controlling his temper but um i think i think he's probably grown out of it a little bit
3: didn't now? You guys are friends, but didn't you throw down one time behind the scenes on uh, on SNL?
0: Didn't? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it, it, it's a funny fight because neither of us touched the other. One. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: must have been exciting.
0: Very good <laughs> with that... Belushi between us. You know, John, John, coming out. Okay, okay. <laughs> between the two of us, and oh no, uh, really, I'm hitting him in the forehead and. <laughs> that's wild and Bill's raising on the back of the head you know come on now <laughs> hey but look because it was really John that started the whole
1: damn <laughs> oh really
0: <laughs> what, an, what an agitator <laughs> oh that's awesome
1: hey uh, I did read this I don't know if it's true or not but you recently adopted a dog and it's named Dusty after your character in Three Amigos
0: yeah that was my wife's idea that's great I, Dusty I, Bottoms Dusty <laughs> Bottoms <laughs> that was the guy in the Three Amigos and yep uh, yeah, we named him Dusty. We also have uh, another dog, just the same kind, a Wally. We call him, and it's spelled like Wally World. Aww. Oh, it's you know, that's
4: love great. it! You don't love have it. a you don't have a yellow dog? A uh, yellow dog? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> that was from yeah, was uh, Funny, farm. You know, funny farm. Maybe the funniest damn scene <laughs> oh. in which I come into that room uh, and he's. He's sleeping. <laughs> and his uh, and tail's got in the fire. <laughs> his whole leg in the fire. That movie I'm is... I generally pick it up and, uh, oh. and just move it. He doesn't even react. <laughs> it's
3: just very funny. The other scene, Chevy, is when you get the, the first dog and you just—this dog is going to be able to enjoy this vast yard, and the dog just goes running mm-hmm. and never stops. And then oh, my,
5: yeah. periodically oh, throughout
0: insane. the movie, on the horizon, and then, we, and then we, we we put it in again later, so that it appeared <laughs> that he had been doing that for two weeks. Yeah, you know running and barking
1: you know what i just realized that uh casey our producer here and i will mimic from time to time the scene where you're eating the sheep's testicles <laughs> just joyfully oh, yeah. having no idea what you're eating <laughs> just ooh, here's another
0: one What's this? <laughs> they were called sheep balls <laughs> yeah sheep fries, yeah, sheep fries. Right. Right, sheep so- i mean the fact is uh that that was one of the big scenes yeah. in the, that movie uh uh, and uh, I, I that one, that movie was um, funny for him. Yeah, uh, and uh, directed by uh, I don't know Michael Ritchie or something. Mm.
3: It's it's a sensational movie. It's it's one of the the gems. I'm a big fan of uh, Memoir of an Invisible Man. I believe it's called John Carpenter directed that. Wow, uh, and that's yeah. that's a fun. That's a little bit of a departure for you, but that is a very cool movie. Did you enjoy working with uh, Carpenter and working on that movie? With who, John Carpenter, the director?
0: Oh, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anybody who would be. Uh... Really? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really pull any punches, do you, I love oh, it. God.
1: <laughs>
5: well, you get the real deal,
4: man. Well, the yeah. movie
3: was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
4: Regardless. Worked, all right. So uh, I, you worked with Beverly D'Angelo quite a bit, mm-hmm. and and I loved her, and and her boobs were some of the first boobs <laughs> I ever saw in my life. <laughs> Um, Really? Yeah. Were there Uh, (laughs) (laughs) at that age? Not many. Um, But you know, so I watch Christmas Vacation every year around Christmas time, and what what amazes me is the fact that I I still laugh out loud at the underwear scene uh, at the department store. I absolutely love that scene, and that is that is just a sign of great line yeah <laughs> but what she yeah, says can you, i if you
0: get down far enough and look you'll see the line you know? yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah
4: that that was pretty funny the, the part that i love the most about that is she says can i take something out for you <laughs> and then you just start laughing and it is it oh is, yeah yeah it is so good and uh, so thank you for i know that I, scene. I i just remember doing that uh
0: that that's that just happened, <laughs> you know, who wouldn't do that? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, honestly, and it is, you're, you're, you're the, the, and we kid you not, we we quote you all the time throughout the year and the stuff has brought us, you know, so much, uh, so much joy uh, with, with your, your characters, you've been able to sort of play the, um, the sort of smart ass, the sarca- sarcastic smart ass, and then also the eternal optimist with Clark, Griswold, who you know, and that's got to be fun to play both sides of that that coin.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, obviously uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, or I wouldn't be doing it. Right, but, right. Uh, um, I think that um, the idiocy of of uh, Clark Griswold, and as compared to the coolness of <laughs> of uh, Fletch, right, and, and uh, others, you know. That uh, that that's a wide range in between there, and yep. uh, I I loved it.
3: That's well, wonderful. we're we're super excited for this this uh, this Caddyshack uh, presentation of the Bargata. Yeah, and and thanks for the
1: call. We're we're such huge fans, and and the the entertainment over the years means a lot to us. So we appreciate well, your thank time. Thank you Jerry. very
0: much. Uh, nice talking to
1: you. All right, you take care and and keep up the great work, Chevy Chase, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, so cool. For most of that, I thought I was talking to my dad. Yeah, because uh, his his delivery and his speed of of giving answers and uh, and you know remembering names and so forth uh, mm-hmm. is the same tempo as my father. Uh, <laughs> but I like, I, I love the. Would
3: you, did you like working with him? Not really? particularly. <laughs> or or oh it, uh, Kenny taking it a, yeah. took it to Ohio and. Banged, <laughs> yes!
2: Oh my God, that was great. Wait, who? So when he said about the actor making twenty four million a film, was he talking about Will, Will Ferrell?
3: Or, yeah. or, he is he, okay. not a fan of of uh, Will Ferrell, clearly. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but he he is never. He always says what he's feeling, yeah. and, and he he doesn't. But yet he is also, and even he admits he's a guy who's. There was a guy from the I forget the Washington Post or someone who went and spent some time interviewing him. And you know he is basically both Clark Griswold and Fletch. Yeah, he's 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 both those people in one. And uh, but I mean, all the way back to again National Lampoon stuff. Yeah. When I'd be sitting in my room and listening on the radio with John Belushi and all those, the most I'd never heard comedy like that. Um, and, and you know that for throughout the years has just been amazing. I'd, and there was so much we
1: could ask him about uh, foul play, and seems like old times with Goldie Hawn. Which those they, two movies, they, they were they were great. They paired really well together. They, played, they paired really well together. Uh, Modern Problems. Uh, Which is a goofy junk food movie. Just barely touched on, uh,
3: on Three Amigos. There's Spies so, Like
1: m- Us. There's so many good movies throughout Spies the year. Spies Like
3: Us, the scene where he's wearing the fake broken arm. <laughs> 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 and that's so Frank Oz, That's
4: yeah, Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He they're... farts for, like, I, like, I don't even, because I just watched it uh, last month, and the re- he farts... <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yep. then he points to the to the straight guy next to him. Yep. He's like, sorry. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that was fun. It yeah. was fun. It was uh,
4: great. No is, Willie Nelson, but we got Chevy.
1: This is not fun. Uh, some breaking news, Casey, if you would, yep. please, because it is indeed breaking
3: news. Breaking news.
1: We here off air had been following reports all morning long, but we were waiting to verify this because it was mainly, it, it didn't, we didn't see an official news reports, but this is sad. Eddie Money has passed away. Aww. I know. 70 years old. He was uh, suffering from uh, esophageal cancer. It was stage four. Not that long ago, they were uh, saying that he had foregone treatment because he had heart problems. Too. Yes. And the treatment would have been... causing issues it, it, with that. It could have killed him from that alone, but it, it's too bad, man. I... I really did dig Eddie Money. That's sad. Uh, Seventy years old. He, he um, was a
3: former transit cop.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, a statement provided by his uh, family and friends says the Money family regrets to announce that Eddie passed away peacefully early this morning. Uh, it's with heavy hearts, we say goodbye to our loving husband and father. We cannot imagine our world without him, and we are grateful that he will live on forever through his music. He did have the TV series on Access TV. Uh, real money. That started in April of two thousand eighteen. It was just following his life and so on. So that's bad news, man. I
3: remember at the camp out for hunger, uh he was out, he was hanging out you know, and having a good time in the R V. We were all um sick you know, we were sick and he had uh what he had some some sort of Something he gave, you know, like a cough drop or something. And okay. he's was a really, really nice guy. And he was giving you advice on, you
1: know, what kind of teas to drink yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, for, and for your voice. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. We so. do
4: have uh, audio of him at the Camp Out. That was uh, oh. Camp Out 2011. We have audio of it? Yeah. Okay, let me play a little.
1: Is that right here? Yep. Okay, here we go. Here we go. hunger it's a hunger and i think we had asked him to play this song in particular kathy because you and your friend
2: yeah he, he actually called her and she was at work at the time she no lives way yeah in colorado so it was a little bit early actually no she was probably home sleeping not at work um but she didn't answer and he left her this like minute long message oh and, that's so cool yeah she said she saved it and when when we heard that he wasn't doing well she actually texted me and said hey did you hear about him
1: I'm looking at at uh, the list of his uh, songs here and there's some that are you know that were kinda you know pop hits and stuff like that. And you know, Two Tickets Paradise is a great song. It's a great song. The you only know, song I really, really, really love of his is Baby Hold On. Yeah just a great rock pop tune. Uh, but he had a huge hit with this one. Take me home tonight was massive. Uh, but uh, Shaken, I always like that song. Um, I think I'm In
3: Love is a really cool tune. Walk on Water, he had a big hit with in the 80s as well. I Think I'm In Love is, is a, uh, that's the the video with the vampire theme, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that.
1: Go ahead and hit it, Casey, baby. Hold on to me. Uh-huh. Is it not playing? No, it's right there. Yeah, this is a great song. This was...
3: 1978,
1: yeah. seventy nine, something like that, maybe.
3: It was a station in uh, on Long Island, WBAB. I'd have to look at this constantly uh, to see when this came out, but this is nineteen
1: seventy seven. That's when it came out. What a great song! And to tie this back into our last guest in uh, "I'm All Right," the song from Caddyshack. He sings two lines in that song. He happened to be in the same studio. That um, um, Kenny Rogers, Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Loggins was recording that song, and Eddie happened to be in and talking to him, and he said, do not you come in and sing these lines?" So there's a sign that says, uh, "Don't send a cinnamon get away." Um, man, we'd have to pull up the song yeah, yeah. for you to hear it, but uh, there are two lines that Eddie Money sings in that song. I'll see if Casey can uh, find them. I think we yeah. played them one morning. Can you look up on under Eddie Money and see yeah. if it's if it's on there? Because That's kind of a bizarre little tie-in. What a great song. So 70 years old, uh, Eddie Money, uh, passed away. That's too bad. Um, All right. Well, while you're looking for that, Casey, maybe I can get to it when we come back. Yeah, we got to come back. Take a quick break, and uh, we'll get to the lesson question, trash, and music news. Stay with us.
7: Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Off spring on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. And the Preston and Steve Show. Dear Lord, it is 1045. We have not even done lesson question trash and music news yet. We had to talk to Chevy. We were talking to Chevy Chase, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then we got some unfortunate news that uh, Eddie Money had passed away. Yeah. So we had to uh, talk about that. Absolutely. In fact... Marissa sent over uh, the clip, Casey, of oh. uh, Eddie Money singing on "I'm All Right," which is from the Caddyshack theme. Uh, where it was the themed Caddyshack, so it kind of actually coincided with uh, him being on the uh, on the show. So here's here's Eddie Money in in that song. That part right there. There that's you go. Wow. Yeah, back it up just a little bit one more time, so we can. I'm sorry. So now that you know that, you'll hear his voice All in there the time, every yeah. time. He just yeah. happened to be in the studio when they were recording it. And uh, Kenny Logan said, uh, Come in and, and, and lay that down. All right. Uh, we have to do our business. So we have the lesson question for today. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR presents Collective Soul Thursday, October 3rd at the X Site Center at Parks Casino. Uh, the question that I have for you this morning is, oh, there's no question.
6: Um... Oh crap! <laughs>
4: <laughs> I wrote the answer down. Yeah, you
1: did. Do you know the question? No. uh, uh... <laughs>
4: Damn it! Where's the answer?
1: Uh, shooting an arrow on a horse is like a what? Two oh, one five two six three WMMR. Let's even you know the answer, all right? So, shooting an arrow while riding a horse is like a what? Two one five two six three 263 wmmr And we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by God Check out the new God Chals packaging where you buy bacon. Bake- oh, where you buy bacon. Where you buy bacon. Well, you is, is in italics, yeah. and I was trying to hit that. Uh, easier to read nutrition. Like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood
3: smoke taste. God shawls. What's going on, Steve? Well, Mike, the situation Sorrentino was released from prison yesterday morning after serving 240 days for tax evasion. Sorrentino says prison really made him appreciate some things, which is why his wife, Lauren, has purchased half a dozen strap-ons.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: Wow. New England Patriots' Rob Gronkowski telling CBS News that he had approximately 20 concussions in his career, including five complete blackout moments. Gronk says that thanks to top-level medical treatment, the only lingering effect is crying when he farts. <laughs> hey! And finally, Anson Williams, who played Potsy Weber on Happy Days, filing for divorce from his wife Jackie after 30 years of marriage. Williams issued a statement saying, "Quote, dum 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 to dum 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 dump, dump that whore." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Charlie will try.
1: Heidi, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, shooting an arrow while riding a horse is like what? And I will go to Jeff for the answer. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good.
0: How are
1: you? Good, Jeff. So, shooting an arrow while riding a horse is like a what?
0: A Mongolian.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. It's a mongol, but, yeah, like the mongol. Hey. Hang on just a second, Jeff. We'll get your information. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets as WMMR presents Collective Soul Thursday, October 3rd at the Excite Center at Parks Casino. Tickets are on sale now via Parkscasino.com 21 and over concert event, by the way. This is Casey's Eagles Fight Song. For those who don't know, I'll play... A little bit of this. We don't have time to do the whole thing. We're just um,
4: a little superstitious. We are? Well, I am. Okay. So we have to play it a little bit. All right. I'll let it get to the chorus.
3: There you go, Case. Right. That, listen, that should be in rotation. That's a great That's song. That's a good enough song to be played in regular rotation. I agree. All right, music news. Now,
0: Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah! All right, brought to you by Temple Football, battling Maryland Saturday, September 14th at noon at Lincoln Financial Field. And all kids in eighth grade and younger can score a touchdown on the field following the game as part of uh, parent Child, th- I'm sorry, the parent child touchdown toss day. And you can visit owlsticks.com. It is getting close to 11 a.m. So Eddie Money died. And there's your music news. You Thank you very much. One. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. No, I'm
8: <laughs> Wow.
1: We'll, we'll keep it a little bit quick. I had some yeah. stories to get to. But uh, Eddie Money, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, the prolific singer and songwriter whose songs Baby Hold On, Two Tickets to Take a Paradise Shaken, and Take Me Home Tonight soundtrack to popular music of the 1980s and 70s, died today. He was uh, 70 years old. Uh, money recently revealed that he had been diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer uh, and a reality television series about him and his family real money had aired on access uh, TV starting April 2018. They were actually following him through the beginning of these treatments and I think he made the announcement on the uh, on the show on the show itself oh, so man it's sad news that, that he's passed but Eddie money and we still have some great music that we'll be able to hang on to uh, let me see how about this um, Peter Frampton. Uh, returns to headline New York's Madison Square Garden for the first time in over 40 years. Just part of his farewell tour? Yep. Uh, he The last time that he headlined the venue was August 1st, 1979, while on the road in support of his Where I Should Be album. Uh, back on May 9th during Billy Joel's 70th birthday concert at the Garden, he was uh, that evening's surprise guest. Came up and did a couple of Frampton Comes Alive classics, did Show Me the Way. And, uh, baby, I love your way. And, uh, gifted the piano man with his very own talk box, which is the contraption that he uses when he, yeah, when he plays guitar.
3: Um, he was actually very encouraged by new treatments. Um, again, he's not going to be, he just won't be as well, adept at playing the guitar. Yeah,
1: he's a degenerative muscle disease called inclusion body myositis and it slowly weakens the body's muscles. I don't know to what extent. I don't think it's like ALS. Extent. It's not Yeah, like dystrophy. Uh, and Frampton was diagnosed over three years ago after a series of falls that were out of character for him. And he admits that he's unsure in a year's time. He'll even be able to still play the guitar. But he's uh, wrapping it up. Just to this to go out yeah, yeah, on his own terms. And then one last story. Joan Jett will be honored at the Clio Music Awards. The Clios? That's, that's for commercials. Commercials, yeah. Uh, on Saturday, September I won 20th, Clio. 25th at the 60th Annual Ceremony in New York City. Uh, the annual Clios salute innovation and creative excellence in advertising, design, and communication. Uh, Jett has been tapped for the 2019 Clio Music Lifetime Achievement Award. I didn't win that. And we'll perform a rare acoustic set at the event. So there you go. Just that's pretty awesome. To... Yeah,
3: I told been... you about my experience at the Clio Awards when the uh, the guys who were organizing the event, one of the guys absconded with the money, and there was an actual brawl on the stage. No. Oh, my God. Now, oh my that's my God. an award show you People want to go People in to. tuxedos <laughs> <laughs> having, having a brawl say. on stage. That's
1: awesome. All right, and that's what I have in music news for you. Hey, I have one last $50 gift card for a very awesome place called the Pop-In Bar and Restaurant in Chalfont. Uh The place is loaded with pop culture memorabilia. DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, anime, video games. It is for you. If you're into any of that stuff, and it's great for families and parties, so pop in and have some fun. We'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will get that $50 gift card. Oh, and by the way, the food is awesome. It is. So you shall enjoy. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize. Turn it over to Brent Porter. Stay with us.
9: 933 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue presented by Wawa Sunday, October 27th. The event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at wmmr.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first.
1: Dorothy and Dark Nights on MMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, It is, wow, it's officially after 11. Oh, well. Yeah, now, we're wrapping up uh, just now. So we appreciate you hanging on uh, and getting ready to win some goodies, which we are going to give away. In just a moment for the Word of the Week prize. But some thank yous are indeed in order. Thank you to Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, a lot of fun being on the show today. Knight has his Shamoween party coming up October 26th at a secret location. Uh, it's for a wonderful cause called the uh, M. Night Shyamalan Foundation. If you want to find out more about what that is about, they handpick uh, the charities and the people that they give that money to. You can go to mnsfoundation.org or simply go to presidentsteve.com because the information is right there.
2: And the party sells out every yes. year. So and if you did, you know, you're thinking about going, you should buy the tickets now because, uh, and they do, I believe, uh, they may increase in price too.
1: Yeah, like and there's there's different
3: levels that you can buy into as well. So You uh, have a good shot now of yeah. getting in on it because it's, uh, uh you, you, you know, there's no other party like it. Nope. At least it's going to put you... Hobnobbing with various knobs. Yes, and lots of <laughs> hobs. Uh thank you to
1: Chevy Chase. Yay! Yay! Comedic legend. And uh he was he was great to talk to. It was like talking to your grandfather a little yeah. bit, but uh man did he say some funny stuff.
3: He did. And I mean look at look at all that he has been responsible for <laughs> over yep. the years. Amazing um, body of so, work. So yeah, they're gonna be screening Caddyshack at the
1: Borgata Saturday, the twenty eighth, and you can go to the Borgata.com because Excuse me. Chevy is going to be there as part of that presentation. And the reason I'm burking, burping is because of the pop-in bar and restaurant. Yeah. Uh, this morning I was just having their bacon mac and cheese, their mutant mac
3: and cheese. The bacon uh, that's like the um the It must be off of, off of... um Dinosaurs, because I've never seen bacon that big. Yeah. A, a. And then B, uh, it, yeah, that candy bacon is unbelievable. It's candied bacon with uh, a little spice in it too, to kind of give a little bit of a kick.
1: So tasty. Your son does
4: candy bacon. He does it? do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: million dollar bacon. Mm-hmm. Is what He calls it. Uh, so anyhow, you'll want to check out the Pop In uh, Bar and Restaurant. Their website is Pop In Bar. In is with two N's, like an mm-hmm. inn that you go to, and uh, they're at Four North Main Street. So thank you to Brent and Pete and uh, Mark. Kaiser, by the way, uh, our belly flop uh, champion winner, a championship winner. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you guys being here. So we now bring you to Brent Port.
4: Hey! Good morning. Happy Friday. I had one of those uh, lobster sandwich roll thingies oh. out there, man. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of leftover for you, Brent. <laughs> All right. So. Excellent. All right. People are waiting
1: to win. You Let's ready? do it. Here we go.
0: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
4: Now, the Daily Letter.
1: The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. By the letter S is in smoking. All right. You should have a word by now. Caller number. Number seven, you get to tell us what it is. And if you do indeed get it right, you're going to win those tickets that we've talked about all week long. Well, Boston. Spoken. Uh, so what you got going today? I know that we, we had the unfortunate news that, uh, Eddie Money passed yeah, away. Yeah,
4: very, very sad. So what we're going to do is we're going to do an extended tribute coming up here in the Coffee Break Music Marathon. As soon as you guys get done on okay. the air here, so we'll have that coming up. Cool. Uh, Workforce Blocks today. Today's the 25th anniversary of Blues Travelers 4. Oh, of the release. Wow. So we're actually going to do a full four... Block coming up at, at noon. Uh, also, ZZ Top and Cheap Trick in Town this weekend, so we'll do a block of each. Uh, my last pairs of tickets to Shine Down and Papa Roach and AC next weekend down at the Hard Rock. Also, Robert Plant and Nathaniel Waitlift at The Man this upcoming Tuesday.
1: Awesome, man. Excellent. So was going to be plenty to stick around for. I didn't know ZZ Top was in town. Yeah. We played LaGrange earlier we did, this did. I didn't say anything about it. It's my fault. Well, but was part of your tribute. It's like when yeah. Spinal Tap was listening to the radio and they're playing the song and they've fallen into the Where Are They Now category. Yeah. Currently
3: <laughs> residing
4: in the Where Are They Now category. <laughs> (laughs)
1: ZZ Top is freaking awesome.
4: All right. Yes, sir. Hey, can I just send a a shout out, a shout out, a hello and a thank you to all the people that work at, um, well, they call it uh, BHCU, which is uh, Boeing Boeing Helicopter Credit Union. So BHCU. I I was hanging out there yesterday for a couple of hours. You know, the, the people that work at Boeing are huge fans of this radio station, and they all came out. And they were, like, super supportive, and they loved the station. That's so and, cool. Yeah, so I wanted to thank all the people that work at Boeing, all the people that work at uh, B- uh, BHCU. Uh, you know, thank you guys so much for coming out. And I also wanted to let you know uh, that BHCU is not just a credit union for Boeing anymore. So, the the you know, so you can do all your banking there as just a regular civilian, you know, right there in Delaware County. So, thank right. you. What is up the Boeing? Thank
1: you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We're going to go to the phones. Caller number seven is... George, hey George,
3: how you doing?
1: Awesome, George. If you give me the proper word, we give you the prize. What's our word of the week?
4: Pierce, P-I-E-R-S.
0: Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey.
6: Now why Pierre? Because I was going to spell Pierre and we didn't realize that I needed <laughs> oh, an extra day for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth thought there might be a reason. I'm like, is there a guy named Piers
3: in Tool that I didn't no. know about? He's a big fan of Piers Morgan. Right, exactly.
1: George, we got a pair of tickets to both local Tool shows. Wells Fargo Center, <laughs> November 18th. That's sold out in Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City on Friday, November 22nd. congratulations, my man. Awesome. I probably won a prize. <laughs> I probably won a prize. <laughs> Finally. Finally. All right, George, hang on the line. We got you. And uh, we'll make sure that you are set up. Uh, I have an appearance this weekend. <gasps> Tomorrow, I am going to be at Dell Chevy in Paoli. I will be there from noon till 2. You will want to join me because I'll have your last chance to win some tickets to the Burger Brawl, because the Burger Brawl is on Sunday. Keep in mind, you can't buy tickets at the event for the Burger Brawl. You need to get them ahead of time, so you need to either go online now and buy them. If you're interested in winning them, come by and see me at Dell Chevy, Saturday, noon to 2. Tomorrow, noon to 2, I'll have Melissa Kai from her calendar there as well. She's just the best. And we will have a good time. And then for the Burger Brawl, uh, the weather looks fantastic, 85 and partly cloudy skies.
4: Listen, if you were thinking about going, yeah. just buy your tickets. You're You're not going to regret it. You no. will not you will regret not going.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And also when you go, bring some Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. You can. Yeah. Grab up some food.
1: You're going to love it. And even if you buy your tickets, come and see me at Dell Chevy yes. Saturday from noon to 2. All right. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show. Brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also, Wispis, who wants you to know we stand for service. And also, Primo Hoagies. Score big when you serve Primo Hoagies for the big game. Order online at primohogies.com. And Chorus Photography, the official Photographers of The Press and Steve Show. Next week on the program, Monday, we start Money Shark. $1,000 a day, five times a day, and a chance you win a $10,000 grand prize. Details, WMMR.com. Cast members of Downton Abbey
4: are going to be in our studio,
1: right? Yes, the the movie
4: is getting incredible uh, reviews. I'm excited because one of them, uh, Meldis Staunton, I think her name is, she's in the Harry Potter uh, universe, and I love her in that.
1: All right, well, hopefully she can be here. I don't know who will be, but we'll find out. And comedian Dan Soder will be Ah, in the studio. Awesome. And we'll add to that roster as well next week. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday, gang. Bye-bye.
4: The Breston and Steve. Love you
5: your friends, remember, it's not only Friday
9: the 13th, it's the full damn moon. Make sure you go get your apocalypse supplies. I'm talking your wine. I'm talking your sushi. I'm talking anything you need after work.
7: Next message. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm
0: thankful it's Friday right now. I get to go home, pop a nice cold beer, start
7: chugging. Woo-hoo! Get f- up, bitches! Next
9: message.
7: Black Ford with a 93.3 WMMR sticker
1: on it. So I know you're listening. Driving me up
4: the f- wall! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DelToyota.com and Dellchevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.